You did the right thing calling. I need to know where they're going. Should be an incredible danger as long as she's with him. From who? He protected her. You almost killed her. I give you my word, her safety is my main concern at this point. You know, it's a point of professional pride with me that I can always tell when somebody's lying. And you are. I don't know where he's going. I know she'll help him if she can. And she's aiding a fugitive. And I can't help either one of them. I wonder why she never talked about you. Now I know. Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. But we don't have any. If you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com, or email us at therankwithjohnandzack at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at the Rank Podcast. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. I, I, that kind of, oh man, I can't, I can't even can't do it mm-hmm. it's you know what it is for me like i can i can talk i i'm pretty tolerant like i can tolerate a lot but mm-hmm. it's, for some reason there's certain points in my life where the toleration meter is just i've leveled out mm-hmm. and then i'm just like no nah, i'm not i'm not doing that <laughs> i've also been fairly honest in my life mike always tells this story about he hired you know like he was like come you know come work with me he was I don't know, doing some manual labor thing. And I was like, okay, sure. And I went out and he had this table saw that was just, just, just this blade sticking out of a table. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't any protection to it at all, just a blade. And he's like, hey, can you run this, you know, through the table saw? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he's like, what? I was like, you can do that. I'm not touching that thing. <laughs> he's like, but I hired you to. I was like, I, I don't care. I, I'm, not, I'm not fucking touching that. And he just, you know, that's great. So you're like, funny. Yeah, you're like standing up for for workers' rights in a way, though. That's what I like. <laughs> Didn't feel comfortable doing it, so you're not going to do it, which is perfect because today is Labor Day. Hey, there we go. You're a, you're a revolutionary. I'm a revolutionary cat. Because there are plenty of things when places I've worked, like in low paying retail jobs, right? And they're like ask you to do things that you, you want to say no and you, you can't but like when you safety like isn't yeah when safety is involved though i i actually I, I i sometimes grow a backbone and are like no this is not safe and they'll be like it's safe or like they won't care oh who cares it's, what do you mean who cares <laughs> just because you're my boss and you're 19 doesn't mean that like you're, you <laughs> you're know, 19 <laughs> yeah like Please, I'm 36. I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to do that. Have you ever seen the uh, meme of, like, it's two buttons and you can only pick one? So, like, the cartoon guy who's supposed to pick a button is, like, sweating because he can't pick because it's supposed to be a difficult choice. Uh-huh. Um, I just literally saw one today that was, like, one button was um, report record profits. The other button is, sorry, we can't afford to raise any salaries. 
and you know, <laughs> right exactly <laughs> he's pushing both buttons like happily like yeah <laughs> so i like literally i was outside like just doing nothing and saw that so it's like okay that's fairly true is the problem it's what i don't like about it it's really true and it's just disgusting well that leads us directly into uh our movie i think right yeah it's disgusting yeah it's disgusting, disgusting and uh and <laughs> capitalist right yeah those it's sort of it's sort of uh what's the uh industrial military complex exactly military industrial complex coined yes, by dwight david eisenhower well he was famously anti-military so yeah. Well, he he actually was against the uh, military-industrial complex. Yeah, I thought it was well, bad that, for America. You think that would be telling, but you know, try to explain that to people. And he was a Republican. Yeah. Go figure. Um, he's a, he's yeah. a Republican. I might have voted for at the time, though. So. Well, he's a Republican that everybody was voting for at the time because he's a war <laughs> hero. Um, we like you. Yeah, they put Adley up against them twice they're like hey who can we have lose and nobody will care <laughs> oh adlay nobody's gonna remember you i feel like the democrats do that every so often <laughs> we need someone to run against reagan okay hey mondale yeah <laughs> you're not doing anything are you i think you won vermont right i can't remember <laughs> i can't well what was it dukakis i can't no dukakis was against bush mm -hmm. and yeah he he shit the bed and you know what's funny is it's like one moment could have could crush a candidate back then. Oh, I know. Remember Howard Dean? Right, yeah, his yell, and and then he was done. He yelled, and he wasn't allowed to be president after that. Now, Jesus, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's get into let's get yeah. into the 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 monster because I'm about to turn into the Hulk. With how frustrated <laughs> this all makes me. Well, in every episode. We give a little bit. We have a little banter, which you know you just heard. Mm. Then we go into a brief movie summary um, for you know the movie that we're doing today, which is The Incredible Hulk. Then we have our potent notables, which is you know that's where we tell our little factoids and stuff that we've discovered for um, for the filming of the um, of the film of the movie. And then we go into the movie overview, which spoiler alert, that's. We go through like pretty much scene by scene everything that happens in the plot. So if you haven't seen it, probably don't want to listen to that first. You know, and you then we have. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you're you're finish your uh, your your agenda. Yeah. Then we have the rank, which is the namesake of the show. That's where we rank the film on ten categories based on the genre. Ten categories, and it's a scale of one to five. Five being the best, one being the worst. We add both of our scores up all 10 categories and that gives us the cumulative score and the final rank but let's move into the chosen movie but unless were you going to say something oh, i just thought it was funny the way you said the potent notables part that's where we share our little factoids and you said it like it was really dismissive like you were like the uh, <laughs> like the mean wife in a sitcom i'll go tell you little factoids why don't you <laughs> i'll say it to myself yeah <laughs> well you are you are rather demeaning to yourself as as i am too that's it's amazing we do anything we're all like, <laughs> i suck i shouldn't do anything here listen to my opinion about this <laughs> we should custom. definitely leave that in yeah for sure <laughs> where, where are we though well today we're ranking the incredible hulk the 2008 mm. film starring edward norton Liv tyler and william hurt written by zach penn Though there's some interesting stuff involved with that. Mm. So 
Buckle Up, which was based on the comic book created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and directed by Louis Leterrier. Leterrier. <laughs> Not sure. I don't think he's actually French, though. So, okay. So, who knows? I didn't listen to him speak. So, Doesn't he, he probably has an American bastardized version of, he's probably like, you know, I don't know, Lou Leterrier. <laughs> It's like um, a cartoon dog. <laughs> Lou the dog, actually. Yeah. Lou the, the tiny dog. Yeah. Well, The Incredible Hulk follows the story of Dr. Bruce Banner, a scientist who, due to a gamma radiation accident, transforms into the Hulk, a green-skinned superhuman creature whenever he experiences intense anger. Banner is on the run, attempting to find a cure for his condition while evading the pursuit of the U.S. military and their relentless leader, General Thaddeus Ross. The film unfolds as Banner seeks a way to control his transformations and confronts a new threat in the form of a formidable abomination, another mm. gamma-powered creature. So we've ranked Aliens, Cliffhanger, Central Intelligence, Bloodsport, The Mummy, Predator, Hero, Iron Man, Speed, Bullet Train, Jason and the Argonauts, Mission Impossible... Bullet, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Spider-Man, Mission Impossible 2, Inception, The Accountant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Robot Jocks, The Nice Guys, The Fifth Element, The Equalizer, Edge of Tomorrow, Fire Down Below, and The Expendables. So you're still going with this animal, huh? Yeah, I don't know how much longer. I remember when I used to be able to do it in one breath. Um, yeah. It's funny, too, because I, I was just realizing... Now, I mean, now we're on the Incredible Hulk, so it's not... We broke the streak here, but it was F-E-E-F-E. That's, Fifth Element, Equalizer, Edge of Tomorrow, Fire Down Below, The Expendables. That is interesting. It's like James Cameron's movies all beginning with T or A. Well, he loves TNA. Well, um, I mean, I do. So, The Expendables. <laughs> I don't know who doesn't, but I know who does. This guy. <laughs> now, The Expendables is what we did last time. And uh, it being below Fire Down Below, I think, was kind of <laughs> shocking to both of us. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I mean, we liked Fire Down Below okay, but I don't know. Who knows? It was, yeah. Anyway, I think that if you're... I, I mean, I think that if you're looking for some action fun, yeah, The Expendables is still a good one to watch. I think it's a better one to watch than Fire Down Below, even, because the action is more like... There's a, definitely a lot more action in The Expendables. Yeah. I mean, The Expendables is basically action, like with a little bit of plot yeah and fire down below somehow had more plot than action yeah it had like a lot of plot yeah which was sort of bizarre um but you know either way i think both of them would be fun picks surprisingly mm -hmm. to say um but we're on a run it makes a couple of nice movies that we liked we'll yeah see. we'll have to see if that holds up well it made me curious i was thinking about this and i was like well what ranking would you say is the level that we're saying is a bad ranking yeah. So obviously Robot Jocks, which is under 50, yeah, is not something that we're like, you should go see Robot Jocks. Although I do kind of think you should see it. Um <laughs> well, yeah, good and you should and and uh I don't know, enjoyable, I suppose. Uh, uh you can't look away. I don't know. Those aren't mutually exclusive. I don't know. That's true. It is a bit now, of a car crash of a movie, so but I but I don't know. I mean, I would say Bloodsport isn't worth watching, but you <laughs> might disagree with that. I like but, it. But, <laughs> I think it's fun. but that's just above a 50. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is, is like, would we lump Cliffhanger and Mission Impossible 2 into like both of those, which are below six, both below 65 cumulative score? It's interesting because 
I like I I would either recommend or not recommend things, and it wouldn't necessarily reflect the rankings at all. Like, I think yeah, I agree. I think Cliffhanger is a more fun watch than Mission Impossible Two, even if Mission Impossible Two ended up higher. I was thinking the same thing. I, that was like literally the exact thought I had because I was thinking I don't know that I would tell people to go watch Mission Impossible Two, but I, yeah. I you know, I, Cliffhanger I think is fun, you know, but Mission yeah. Impossible Two is kind of a slog. Mm -hmm. Oh, it really is. Like, if it's just remember Saturdays used to be the day you just slipped around and you turned on whatever movie was on TV. Yeah, I'd much, much rather it be cliffhanger than Mission, Mission Impossible Two is on. I'd be like, Ugh. yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> I have to sit through all that Doug Ray Scott shit. And yeah, I would be like, is it near the end? I'll watch. Yeah. I guess I'll watch the end. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'd, I'd probably watch the whole ending sequence, the whole weird <laughs> motorcycle battle flying through the aircraft because that's fun. But. So it's it's interesting though. Like I, I I'm not sure I would even say that Mission Impossible Two is a better movie. Um, it's it's funny. It's like these rankings end up like, you know how our our, our election our elections like our electoral college and everything, uh -huh. just just through like funny quirks of how we set it up doesn't always really reflect who everybody voted for. Yeah, no kidding. And you end up with some funky candidates sometimes. Um, I won't say I won't name names, but. It's a little bit like that. Like we've set we've set this up, and it's pretty consistent. But every so often, just it, it ends up with some funky results that don't really reflect how 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 either of us feel. Yeah, about it. So yeah, it is kind of funny. Well, anyway, I guess let's let's dive in here. We got the second foray into the MCU, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Incredible Hulk. I mean, will it fare better um, than you know than Iron Man? Mm. Seems like it'd be hard to do because Iron Man was excellent. I don't know if I don't know if people remember this movie more fondly than Iron Man. I would think they probably don't remember. Oh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think they remember it as much as Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely fun. like the forgotten MCU movie. I was kind of thinking when I was watching it, uh, important things happen in this movie, and just meanwhile, it's just never mentioned again. It's like you did you do anything before? <laughs> Before you were in Calcutta or wherever the hell you were, Bruce Banner. No, I, I, I uh, at the beginning of Avengers. No, I just, yeah. I just appeared here one day. I have no past. <laughs> well, did you? Were you dating anyone before that? Nope. I know. That's what <laughs> they talked about. That um, I was reading about how Liv Tyler. They like discussed bringing in Liv Tyler, but then mm -hmm. they decided like Liv actually wanted to do it, mm -hmm. and they were like, mm, nah. <laughs> he's not he's not important enough in an ensemble to have a love interest we're all set to leave <laughs> and then and then they made him like interested in, in black widow and that was like a kind of a big thing that they were romantically inclined mm -hmm. well i saw that Liv tyler is going to be it, in one of the new ones anyway what I she is that, uh so i wonder like, I don't know if Mark Ruffalo is going to be in that one, but I wonder if they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we were apparently like super in love there for a minute. I mean, I think they could definitely use that, especially now that he's smart Hulk and he can be Hulk and normal. Yeah, is he? Is he monster. I don't, I, I, I'm not, I suppose it doesn't matter, but I'm not really up on some of the newer ones. Is he able to go back and forth or is he just always smart Hulk like in, like in Endgame and Infinity. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I assume he can go back. I guess I just assumed he could go back and forth. Because yeah, because in those two movies, he's basically well, actually no, in Endgame, he's basically always, always genius Hulk with the glasses. But then in the end scene of Shang Chi, he's Mark Ruffalo again, and it's like 
I, don't, I guess he goes back and forth. I should probably just watch She-Hulk since I think that that's answered there probably. But, but well, he definitely goes back and forth in She-Hulk. Yeah. And I also know that what's his face is in She-Hulk too. So maybe I should have watched that in preparation. Yeah, Tim Roth abomination. Yeah. I actually, you know, I actually really enjoyed that the uh, the the silly like meta stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, this is this is uh, this is a way to go. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's a way to go for sure. There was there was an ad lib by Mark Ruffalo when they like said something about they they like brought up something from this movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't. It's not like they brought it up. It was just like. Um, they said, "Yeah, I, I was literally." Or he was like, I, "It was like I was a different person, <laughs> literally." <laughs> Good one, Mark. Good yeah, one. they kept it in. That was funny. Well, anyway, let's let's uh, let's dive in. So, as always, we'll start with the box office results. The Incredible Hulk had a $150 million budget and made $134.8 million domestically and $130 million internationally for a worldwide total of $264.8 million. Mm. So this probably just about broke even yeah. for the studio or maybe made a little bit of money. Um, but you know, sort of understandable why we never got a sequel. That and Universal owns the distribution rights for Hulk. Yeah. And Disney's like, no, no. We want the money because I actually I think that the buildup that they've given, you know, and having Mark Ruffalo there and all this yeah. stuff, I could see them putting another like solo Hulk movie out and doing well. Yeah, I think but, it might. People like the character and people like. But then again, it's they, they've gone in such a comedic direction with a lot of Hulk stuff. Yeah, it would have to be kind of a very different movie from this because like, oh, for sure. The most we got like so much of Hulk. I think the most we got of Hulk is uh, Thor Ragnarok. And yeah. like I'm not saying it's like a silly like cartoon version of him, but it's definitely more lighthearted. Uh, you know, there's something to be said for that too. It's fun. oh, absolutely. I, I actually really loved it, but you know, it's it's also not Edward Norton's version. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that quite a bit in the Pot Notables here. So let's uh, let's get into it. Well, so. To go into the universal side of things, uh, that leads me directly to my first point notable, which is it's the only film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 that was not distributed by Paramount Pictures. Because hmm. Universal had the rights to the Incredible Hulk since the television series. It's so weird that the characters were like spread all over the universe. I know. It's, a, it's really wild. It's like, and right. Meanwhile, DC has been in one place like this whole time. Yeah, and they can't <laughs> just, get their shit together. Yeah, would that get them? I guess maybe it's good <laughs> to have just sell off some characters. And besides, DC has all these characters. I don't think anybody really needs Red Tornado. Like, just give him to Sony. He can Blue be in those those Venom movies. <laughs> what about Blue Beetle? Uh, yeah, I guess that's doing okay. I don't really know. Didn't I don't know anything yet. about it. I had never heard of Blue Beetle before. I mean, to me, it's just like there's Batman and there's Superman. The Flash yeah. is an ancillary, I guess. I yeah. kind of knew him. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Those four, pretty much, that's it. I think you're basically set if those are your four. Yeah. Um, that you know. If you're going to know four, those are a decent four to know. Which is funny because when you think about Marvel, I mean, before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think I knew Spider Man and the X Men. Yeah. I think that's basically it. That was like in 
the nineties, especially, was like those. Oh, and Hulk. Anybody Hulk. cared about? Oh yeah, Hulk. Yeah, because he fought Spider Man every so often. And then who else was there? Because I didn't know Iron Man. I, I didn't know Thor. I knew Captain I knew America. Yeah. Yeah, me too, but not like well, like right. Me either. Just somewhat like, oh, there he is. Anyway, okay, so near the beginning of the movie, when Banner is flipping channels on the television, one of the shows he stops on is The Courtship of Eddie's Father, which starred mm. Bill Bixby. And Bixby played Banner in the Incredible Hulk television series. It was a way oh. for them to get him in there. Yeah, Banner as opposed to, to, to Hulk. Right, because Lou Ferrigno's in it later. Mm -hmm. Uh, but obviously they couldn't cast Bill Bixby in a cameo because he was not alive. Well, now they could with AI. I like that they did it this way instead of AI. <laughs> I do too. I think I think SAG likes it that way as well. <laughs> According to Tim Roth, Edward Norton rewrote scenes every day. Oh, jeez. No, yeah, Norton and Liv Tyler also spent hours discussing their characters' lives, especially before the Hulk appeared. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's sort of fascinating. Um, now, after the Hulk appears, at, like, oh. <laughs> after okay. the Hulk appears at Culver University, two students are interviewed in the news, named Jack McGee and Jim Wilson. Mm -hmm. So Jack McGee was a tabloid reporter who attempted to track down the Hulk in the Incredible mm -hmm. Hulk television series, and mm -hmm. in the comics, Jim Wilson was a young runaway who befriended who befriended the Hulk, and was the nephew of Sam Wilson, mm -hmm. the Falcon, or soon to be. Captain oh, America. really? Who knew? Yep. Well, I guess then. Comic people knew. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. now, but. Yeah, same. I don't know that I'll remember it after we record this. Maybe people listening will remember it, though. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what matters. So this is the only Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 film in which Nick Fury does not appear. I didn't even thought of that. However, his name appears in the opening credit montage at the 246 mark mm -hmm. on a shield page with the text Nick, Nick Fury Shield Command Code Red, New York, New York. Code Red. Originally, Abomination was going to return as a supporting antagonist in Avengers Age of Ultron, but he was cut. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's kind of a shame. I know. He's, a, he's an interesting character, actually. Because he seems to have control of it. Mm -hmm. or, oh, yeah. Know, it, he, I don't know. He's cognizant. He's saying right. things. He's he has memory of when he's not Hulk. Well, do we know that though? We never saw him as that's after true. he became Abomination, but he seems pretty, you know, coherent. Mm -hmm. um, Edward Norton, who had previously rewritten films he starred in, wrote a draft of the script, which Louis, Le, or sorry, Lou Terrier. <laughs> and uh, Marvel Studios found satisfactory in establishing the film as a reboot of Hulk. Mm -hmm. As Norton explained, quote, I don't think that in great literature and films, explaining the story's roots means it comes in the beginning. Audiences know the story, so we're dealing with it artfully. Mm -hmm. End quote. Which I actually agree with. Yeah. I it's kind of one of the first ones where they're like rebooting it, but they're not doing it as an origin story. He's just, he, he's the Hulk already. Yeah, I suppose uh, could save it for the next part, but I mean, I thought it was like absolutely great, like because it wasn't bogging you down in stuff you didn't need, you know. Just the other way, and then all right, let's move on. He's the Hulk. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. And and they did that well when they ended up bringing, you know, Spider-Man back. Into the oh film. yeah, they did that great there too. And they yeah. did that in a complete. 
we'll get to Civil War at a different point, but it's just so crazy to me that they introduced like four characters in that movie. Yeah, so I know. Well, really only two, I guess, but it doesn't matter. Two big characters, though. I yeah. Mean, like, it was a big deal. Um, Norton's rewrite added the character of Doc Samson and mm -hmm. mentioned references to the other Marvel Comics characters. He also wanted to put in, quote, revelations about what set the whole thing in motion, end quote, mm -hmm. that would be explained in future installments. But he's just sitting there trying to rewrite the whole MCU. Yeah, he, he like, kind of had a plan. Well, there's I have a bunch about what Edward Norton's thoughts were on here because we're going to get into some Ed Norton stuff, as you would expect mm -hmm. right, for quote notables for this. But anyway, good old Lou uh, insisted that Tim Roth, of whom he is a big fan, be cast as the film's main antagonist, even though Marvel Studios and Edward Norton were initially unsure of Roth as a supervillain. Lou later said, quote, it's great watching a normal Cockney boy become a superhero. I thought you. I thought his name was Lou Leterrier or whatever. Not Lou. Later said. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll I'll let's cut that out. That's but um, no, no, that's good. That's staying in. No, I think that I think that, that Lou whatever was. Uh, I think he was very on point there because I remember when the movie came out, the fact that Tim Roth was in it was kind of a selling point for me because like I was like, oh, he's a, he's actually an actor. Not that Edward Norton isn't, but like, you know, they could have gotten Ray Winstone or some crazy shit to to play the bad guy. But no, they got like a. One actually, one of kind of a forgotten, but one of the best actors of the eighties and nineties. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I, so I remember thinking like Tim Roth is going to be the villain in this. Mm -hmm. You know, like how is Tim Roth going to beat the Hulk? Yeah, <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> you know, and they actually show him utterly failing to beat the Hulk in this movie. So I like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I the only thing I have an issue with with what Lou said here is uh, he said. A cockney boy becoming a superhero and i'm like no nope, he's a super villain lou <laughs> did you watch your movie um, no he didn't you mean, <laughs> you mean edward norton's movie <laughs> his version he was in lou le carrier's version he was a hero yeah ed norton rewrote that yes <laughs> he sure did i it, it took the visual effects artist by the way you know the scene where his blood like drops several floors and then lands in the in the drink there mm. It took visual effects artists over a year to construct that shot. Really? Yeah. I'm like, really? Why did it take so long? Something else. Can you imagine being those guys working on that same exact shot for a year? Like, oh, God. Can we go to a new shop, please? <laughs> How many people quit? How yeah. many people were like, I'm not doing this anymore? I, well, from what, I can, from, from what I can tell, the, the effects industry, they don't, they don't quit no matter what they're asked to do. So... <laughs> so Speaking of Edward Norton's rewrites here, he rewrote the script so substantially that on certain posters he was credited under the under the pseudonym of Edward Harrison. Okay, <laughs> but but his his writing credit was later denied by the WGA, and Zach Penn is the only writer credited. Okay, so I don't like it. Was that I? Are we going to get to like drama about that? Because it just seems to be he rewrote it, and nobody cared. Everybody was like, okay, you can rewrite it, rewrite it if you want. Well, we do get into some drama in a little oh, bit. No, I got I got a little bit more stuff here. Okay. So stylistically, the filmmakers chose a darker shade of green from, from Hulk and decided uh, to not make him as large. His size does not increase as he becomes further enraged, staying at a consistent height. Uh -huh. Which I think is kind of a bummer. I, I actually really liked in the in the Hulk that flopped. 
yeah. with Eric Bana. I liked that they had him get bigger and bigger every time. Like, like they shot him with a tank, and he's like, "Well, now I'm bigger." You know, <laughs> you pissed me off more. Yeah, um, that's kind of. I just thought that was a cool thing. Now in the comics, the Abomination possesses pointed ears, mm-hmm. but Louis Leterrier wanted this. So he wanted this characteristic to appear in the film, but reasoned that the Hulk would bite them off, <laughs> which was considered too intense for a PG-13 film. So that's why they didn't have him have pointed ears. Apparently he's just Mike Tyson. <laughs> just like, so he he can't have pointed ears because Hulk would obviously bite them. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? I think this military <laughs> air is just really into biting ears. It's I'm like, not like, everyone bites ears, Louie. Yeah, it was a very bizarre. I was just like, why? Um, now, in addition to doing the rewrites, Edward Norton directed himself in some of his own scenes as well, uh-huh. <laughs> such as the campus scenes. So it was to save time when Louie was uh, busy working with the second unit. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's so, like all the things you hear about Edward Norton, and you're just like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was just to save time, sure. Yeah. Hey Louis, why don't you go work with the second unit? I'll take I'll take over here. Okay, Edward. <laughs> Thanks for letting me be in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking the title Edward Norton's The Incredible Hulk. So as our our listener may or may not know, because it sounds like you do know, Edward Norton has a, a reputation for being mm. difficult to work with. So mostly because he demands a lot of creative creative control in the movies he works in, like American History X. He took so much control of that film that the director refused to have his name attached to it. <laughs> anyway, apparently Louis Leterrier and Norton actually got along really well with Louis even saying, quote, last time I talked to them, them being Marvel, yeah, about Avengers, I didn't get the job and I knew it. When I didn't get the job, I told Kevin Feige, you should definitely get Edward in the movie. He's fantastic, and he brought so much to it. And Kevin said, yep, we're talking to him. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Louie and Eddie clashed with uh, with Marvel Studios about the runtime. Mm-hmm. So that was the end quote, by the way. We're talking to him. but and So apparently, they were like on the same page. Louie and I called Edward Eddie because I thought it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just... So the listener knows what I'm talking about. But apparently, yeah, they were like uh, on the same team, like fighting Marvel about the runtime. Yeah. And the, the reason they were doing that was that Marvel was very concerned about runtime as that was the big hit against Ang, Ang Lee's Hulk. Mm-hmm. Too long and not enough action. So about 70 minutes was cut from the film. Mm-hmm. A lot of the character building scenes, basically. basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds to me like they were making a Steven Seagal movie, right? Kinda. <laughs> Steven Seagal is the incredible. Yeah, but I'm glad they didn't. They didn't get him. <laughs> <laughs> Good old reference to the fire down below, Pope Notables. In case our listeners didn't know, um, one of the notable scenes that was cut was an opening prologue where Banner goes to the Arctic to commit suicide. Wow! Well, only for the Hulk to stop him. Oh, they they even referenced that in an event. They, that's so that was my next line the scene was deemed too dark though it was later re- referenced in the avengers so yes you're right well i mean in avengers that, that that when he says that line it always strikes me as kind of dark like whoa okay <laughs> all right banner like we're suddenly in a freaking different movie with you well that scene also would have seen the hulk smashing the ice mm-hmm. 
and showing a piece flying at the camera that would show Captain America's shield to set up that film. Oh, that might have been a bit much. What? <laughs> I'm okay with that not being in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. So all of these cuts, the fact that he didn't get any screenwriting credit, Eddie Nort was pretty frustrated by the whole process. Edward Norton was is a big Hulk fan, actually, mm. and initially turned down the lead as he had concerns over the how, how the film would turn out. So upon meeting good old Louie there and Marvel and hearing their vision, he signed on. The fact that, that Eddie is a big fan of the Hulk is why mm. he was even more bothered when Kevin Feige issued a statement in regards to the Hulk being recast for the Avengers, saying, mm. quote, we have made the decision to not bring Ed Norton back. Our decision is definitely not one based on monetary factors, but instead rooted in the need for an actor who embodies the creativity and collaborative spirit of our other talented cast members. Uh, we are looking to announce an actor who fulfills these requirements and is passionate about the iconic role, end quote. He must have hurt his feelings. So the end of that, yeah, basically really irked Norton. Mm -hmm. And he said this, quote, I loved the Hulk comics. I believed they were very mythic. And what Chris Nolan had done with Batman was going down a path that I aligned with, long, dark, and serious. If there was ever a thing that I thought ha had that in it, it was the Hulk. It's literally the, literally the Promethean myth. Mm -hmm. I laid out a two-film thing, the origin, and then the idea of Hulk as the conscious dreamer, the guy who can handle the trip. And they were like, that's what we want. And as, and <laughs> as it turned out, that wasn't what they wanted. End quote. He did go you know, on. That's that. what that's what they say about me too. Long, dark, and serious. <laughs> anyway, I say that about you often, actually. You well, I wish I wish you would say it more. He went on to say during that same quote that he enjoyed it and got on well with Kevin Feige, which seems at odds. Okay. Um, but maybe he did get on well with him when they were filming it. But he before Kevin it. broke his heart. Right. So good old Eddie's agent, though, did mm. not miss Mint's words. Like he wasn't like, yeah, it was, you know, I liked him. Right. Mm. His quote was this offensive statement from Kevin Feige at Marvel is a purposefully mis misleading, inappropriate attempt to paint our client in a negative light. Here are the facts. Two months ago, Kevin called me and said he wanted Edward to reprise the role of Bruce Banner in the Avengers. He told me it would be his fantasy to bring Edward on stage with the rest of the cast at Comic-Con and make it the event of the, of the convention. When I said that Edward was definitely open to this idea, Kevin was very excited, and we agreed that Edward should meet with Joss Whedon to discuss the project. Edward and Joss had a very good meeting, confirmed by Feige to me, at which Edward said he was enthusiastic at the prospect of being a part of the ensemble cast. Marvel subsequently made him a financial offer to be in the film, and both sides started negotiating in good faith. This past Wednesday, after several weeks of civil, uncontentious discussions, but before we had come to terms on a deal, a representative from Marvel called to say that they had to say they had decided to go in another direction with the part. This seemed to us to be a financial decision, but whatever the case, it is completely their prerogative, and we accepted their decision with no hard feelings. We know a lot of fans have voiced their public disappointment with this result, but this is no, no excuse for Feige's mean-spirited, accusatory comments. Counter to what Kevin implies here, Edward was looking forward to the opportunity to work with Joss and the other actors in the Avengers cast, many of whom are personal friends of his. Feige's statement is unprofessional, disingenuous, and clearly defamatory. Mr. Ta Norton's talent, tireless work ethic, and professional integrity deserve more respect, and so do Marvel's fans. Wow. End quote. Like, damn. <laughs> 
I want him as my agent just so he can take people down whenever they make me annoyed. I know, right? I'm like, this is a good agent. Yeah. Get the wrong change back at the store. I'm like, send him a letter. So to this point about what Edward's plans were for Hulk, good old Louie here, he said, quote, yeah, there was a whole sequel. There was Gray Hulk, Red Hulks. There was a lot of good stuff they were planning, end quote. This was an interview where She-Hulk came up because it had just come out, and they had made some wink and nod meta comments in the show about Norton, which is what I was talking to you before about. Mm -hmm. uh, but he went on to say, quote, Hulk is a complex character. You want the primeval Hulk, the rage Hulk. And then when you go Gray Hulk and Smart Hulk, you lose that a little bit. And you get a little bit more kiddish, mm -hmm. you know, with it. But that was... But that was the fun of where I was in my movie with the access to, uh, to consciousness and all that stuff. That was really fun. And that's what I was aiming to do, but take my, but take my time with it. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many characters that you want it all fast. I like She-Hulk. But then, you know, yoga between Hulk and... I was like, okay, yeah, we're very far from my Hulk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, was funny. So in the end, though, Norton acknowledged... Acknowledge the issue with getting him into the Avengers as Hulk. He he still called the release by Kevin Feige, you know, the, the statement, uh -huh. quote, unquote, cheap. But he went on to say, quote, ultimately, they weren't going for long, dark, and serious. But it doesn't matter. We had positive discussions about going on with the films, and we looked at the amount of time that we that would have taken, and I wasn't going to do that. I honestly would have wanted more money than they would have, than they'd have wanted to pay me. But that's not why I would have wanted to do another Hulk movie anyway. I went and did all the other things I wanted to do. And what Kevin Feige has done is probably one of the best executions of a business plan in the history of the entertainment industry. Mm. So, yeah, he ba he basically had this whole, like, Dark Knight idea yeah. of Hulk. And honestly, I'm like, I think I would have enjoyed seeing that. Um, yeah, it sort of depends. Because uh, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about the quality of this movie right away, but I'm not quite sure it's at Batman Begins level, so it's, you know, it's the whole Well, but thing you that... do, it makes me wonder, like, what what about all the stuff they cut? That's true. Oh, that's actually a good point. You know what? I think I might watch the Edward Norton edition of Incredible Hulk, just to see, you know, because Just because I'm curious, really... right? Yeah. Like, is it, would it have been, you know, maybe it wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have been Chris Nolan, right? Yeah, well. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, he's incredible, but it would have been interesting to see if it would have been as engaging. Mm -hmm. So, well, to end the potent notables on a fun one, Toronto was chosen as the main location for filming as the then mayor, David Miller was a huge Hulk fan and offered mm. tons of concessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it here. Please. I want the Here's Hulk. whatever you want. <laughs> the Canadian Hulk. When he turns red, when he becomes <laughs> red Hulk, make him Canadian. <laughs> But he's the same person, David. Yeah, but how angry can he possibly get? Well, you know what? His hockey team will lose. That's what there it is. Oh, we've got Canada Hulk now. There's, there's got to be a Captain Canada or something, right? I don't know. Superheroes. I'm sure to... there is. I'm sure there's, there is. There's Wolverine, but he's not really Captain Canada. Is he Canadian? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think he's Canadian, but he's, you know, he's born in the 17. Well, I don't know when, but so it wasn't like he was he wasn't born in, you know, the suburb of Toronto and you know the 80s. Right. He was he was born as a British citizen. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, so that's the end of the uh, Potent Notables. I thought they were interesting. It was very Edward Norton heavy. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, he's, he's like an auteur that no one cares about. So that must be, that must be tough on him. Well, you know, it, I get the impression that he is like very much like, I take my art seriously, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I want to just be like, yeah, but you know what? Like, if you want to be a director, be a fucking director. Yeah. Or just take over movies that you weren't hired to direct or write. Yeah. You know, I don't actually, I don't even mind the, the rewrites so much, you know? Um, like, if it's deemed better by the director, then fine, yeah. rewrite it. But I just, I feel like, you know, if you're so interested in directing, then fucking direct some movies. Yeah. You know? Anyway. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the movie overview. Mm. Movie overview. So here we go. Another superhero movie. Mm. Interestingly, we've had Paramount, Columbia, and Universal for our superhero movies, which I thought was kind of funny. No Disney. That's funny. Cause, yeah, because Iron Man is Paramount. Spider-Man was Columbia, Sony, right? And mm -hmm. Universal is Hulk. Well, that'll change eventually, depending on how long we keep doing this. Well, I mean, the next one that we're doing is going to be another Columbia. So, because we're doing Spider-Man 2 next. Oh, I forgot about that. I was like, is that, I was trying to think of what the next MCU movie was. And I was like, the war maybe? I don't know. <laughs> um, I felt like this opening sequence is actually really cool. I liked it a lot because, yeah, like, we have to deal with credits anyway. Um, I like getting the back, I like getting the backstory out of the way. I thought it was perfectly effective and uh, kind of liked, kind of built drama in like kind of a a serious way, but also kind of a comic book kind of way. Right. It was very comic booky. Which was I, nice because I, I know that's you. what that's what Ang Lee was going for in the other Hulk movie, and I guess it didn't work. I haven't seen it. But. I remember watching it and not thinking it was that bad but mm -hmm. uh i mean actually um the terrier lou louis mm -hmm. he said um he really liked Ang lee's version but you yeah. know knew that he had to make it different because it didn't do well but yeah i will say the first person view of william hurt falling and suddenly being bloody and then laying on live was not like super great yeah yeah that, yeah <laughs> that was very kind that's the comic booky part I'm sure you're talking about, but it yeah. also felt very like, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, fortunately, I don't feel like it went too far into that sort of territory. But no, so. no, it didn't. Thankfully, it was yeah. just that one scene. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. What are we in for here? But, uh, but no, it stayed Ended up being okay. Yeah, veered away from that. And then we see Stark Industries pretty early on. Did you notice it? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, it was on there as like Stark Industries. I'm like, oh shit, Stark Industries. I know that That's from that other movie. Yeah, I thought it was cool that it was in there. You know, I, I definitely never noticed it before. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. And then and then we, you know, we go right to the uh, Flavellas. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, um, that was kind of funny. Yeah. You know what's funny too is Louis said that uh, he had expected to be waist deep in human feces. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's like an advertisement for Brazil. Yeah, but he was surprised at how beautiful and clean they were. I don't know if for some reason that just sounds like very 
I don't know, xenophobic or ethnocentric. I don't know. I don't know it, what it is, but it, it kind of does a little bit. And like, it's a little bit weird both directions. I was expecting human waste, but they were very beautiful and clean. It's like, I was, I don't know what I was expecting when I met Nick Fury, but he was very well spoken. Yeah, that's exactly what. It's like, like okay. boy, his diction was incredible. <laughs> yes, it's diction that you were paying attention to. I noticed that. I saw you admiring his diction, but uh, I, you know, I feel like it's never stated. What is it stated that this is like Rio or Sao Paulo or I don't know where? Where they say where it is. Well, I, I didn't notice that. But, well, I didn't recognize Dude, it. Because they said, where is the uh, where is the factory when they mm -hmm. figure out? Oh, you know, right. And uh, but, did you hear what the name of it was? I'm guessing you No, I, I, I don't remember if I did. But, Porto uh, Verde. Oh, okay. Port Green. Cause oh, because he's, he's the Hulk. He's, he's the Incredible Hulk, and he's green. <laughs> but anyhow, I feel like a lot of these communities in Brazil I know are very crime ridden and i wonder if that's the best place to hide out if you're the hulk given that you're trying to not get angry and draw attention to yourself i don't know as yeah. as, as we see late as we see in a little bit he you know he tries to stop some crime he gets involved in some stuff and he gets pretty angry so i don't know maybe it's just me he should go someplace no. calm and like you know yeah i get it i i don't disagree with you but i feel like it's all about being you know, the cheapest places to go. Oh, that's true. Um, by the way, so he's like doing some anger management therapy with mm. this random, I don't like know, a, like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I don't think that quick breathing like that would help to control fear and anger. Yeah, I don't know, because um, that breathing makes you hyperventilate. I've I've sort of seen stuff like that, but most of the uh, like controlling panic and anxiety that I've seen is 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 he mentions breathing from your diaphragm, but like more controlled and slow, not not really super quick. Like you're gonna hyperventilate, like you said. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a yogi though. What do I know? Right. I mean, I'm no I'm no doctor, but I just you know if you go. <laughs> I mean, eventually you're going to be like, holy shit, this is terrifying, you know? Yeah, so uh, I basically agree with you, but I don't know. And he's <laughs> he's also learning martial arts, though, because you know, I guess Bruce Banner has to fight when he's not the Hulk. I don't know. By the way, so we just went to a, like an arcade with the mm -hmm. boys the other like yesterday, and one of the machines was like, you know, an Avengers machine and you could get mm -hmm. cards out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we want a bunch of cards and one of them was the Hulk. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the back of it and it says that when he's Bruce Banner, he's five foot nine mm -hmm. and 145 pounds. Okay. Like the scrawniest dude yeah. ever. Apparently. <laughs> That's like underweight, according to BMI. <laughs> Well, he's like a nerd is the thing. He's got seven doctorates or some shit. He's like, uh, he, he was he was picked on in school. He's a real poindexter, you know? Bruce right. the Brain Banner. <laughs> I just, okay, sure, Marvel. He's 145 pounds. And then when he becomes the Hulk, he's eight foot five and like like a thousand pounds or something like that. So, so, yeah, I know it's magical or whatever, but like you'd think that that would hurt his body. <laughs> All of his bones seeming to break when he's transforming, and I don't know. 
He doesn't even seem tired after. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> tired of holding his pants up. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I actually like that, that you kind of see that his clothes are ruined and they have a couple of jokes later about it. Yeah, about having stretchy pants and stuff. Mm -hmm. Actually. Um, so. Now, do, do most workplaces have adults that want to push people around and try to be rapey? You'd, you'd think not, but then again, it is Brazil, and that's a human cesspool of, of like, you know, villainy and infamy, but whatever. But I feel like all movies that have a workplace mm -hmm. seem to have some bullies and yeah. some, like, super aggressive, like, sexually aggressive people. Yeah, every like, single is workplace. every is. workplace like that? Yeah, they all have Biff Tannen from Back to the Future working right. there. Um, <laughs> and, and also, like, I know that it's the movies, and, like, they tend to past attractive people but that that woman who works at the factory is like unreasonably attractive in my opinion and i'm not <laughs> saying it to perv on her but because it's like okay just suddenly the most beautiful woman you've ever seen working at the freaking soda factory well you never know anybody's circumstance right that's true her modeling career is on the skids right exactly so she has to work at the green soda factory or yellow i don't know neon yellow i don't know what color that was i don't know but it did not look appetizing well, um, yeah, did it even say what flavor it is? Because it was like Mountain Dew, but not. I don't know. Atomic green. Um, <laughs> atomic green with just a hint of blood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he missed some, right? But why is the foreman guy acting like he's crazy to not want his blood to be in one of the bottles? I know. You know? They're like, Shh. It makes me. It makes me worried because, um, yeah. like, what am I drinking over here? <laughs> do I, how do much I blood are we drinking? Yeah, how much human blood are we drinking? And how much of it is infected with gamma radiation and you know what if I, I want the one that's infected with gamma radiation i wouldn't mind turning into a hulk well they don't show what happens to stan lee when he drinks it he, he just well he lived to be like almost 100 so clearly it helped that must be it just a little bit just a touch of gamma blood that's good for you every day just a little just a teaspoon it's just very odd to me he's like okay guy yeah you weirdo go clean up the blood <laughs> You and your American safety protocols, whatever. <laughs> and you're not raping women. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. Yeah, but like, yeah, but this doesn't show the, the necessarily the greatest depiction of, of Brazilian society I've ever seen. I think it does. I mean, oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> this is what I would expect out of Brazil, right? Well, it's what I would expect because of how the movies portray it, but well, right. You know what? There was less soccer than I expected, though. There's a little bit of soccer, but I kind of expected a lot more. So that's my only disappointment. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like anybody that's not America is probably backwards. You know? Oh yeah, you go anywhere in the world. <laughs> anywhere. It's just slums and factories that you can still work at. You can't work at factories here anymore, but elsewhere, definitely. <laughs> exactly. I did enjoy the cute little play on the "Don't make me angry" stuff, though. Like, the don't make, make me hungry. hungry. I like that a lot too. Actually, it was <laughs> it was cute. And these, it's not like Marvel movies are above having some silly jokes in them, so that works for me perfectly fine. Yeah, I actually like that Marvel is not above having some silly jokes in them. Yeah, um, well, perhaps too many at times, but especially in depends these early on ones, the movie. Yeah, especially in these earlier ones, it's it's generally it had a good balance. balance. Yeah, yeah. It had a good balance. And like it has um, to actually be a funny joke, and it has to be delivered well, which in this case it was. And all of Iron Man was mostly delivered well, so right, not complaining. Well, he had a very charismatic lead in Iron Man, so I actually like Edward Norton here too. I think he's 
believable is sort of well right but he would if he had been an iron man style character would you have bought edward norton making all the snarky jokes and stuff well, i'm gonna say no <laughs> right that's what i'm gonna say so that's that's my point is that you know charisma goes a long way with uh with iron man and this he's good at was. delivering a joke that's like oh whoops i didn't mean to be silly yeah that's the thing he, he is well he he comes across as a little bit dorky which i like yeah they kind of don't show him being super smart as much as i expected um because they sort of emphasize later how like you know how intelligent he is yeah and this one not that he's not but like he doesn't really do much science you know what i mean yeah he just, he just stands nearby he actually needs somebody else to figure it out for him yeah that's we'll get there but like yeah that surprise because he's just sitting there and they're like talking about the science and he's like okay it's like he's getting a diagnosis and like when i go to the doctor i don't know what the fuck they're talking about so i just sit and listen yeah no me too i'm you know okay except that I'm, I'm you know and generally i think i'm smarter than everybody so i'm very uh, skeptical you know okay in that um, case the doctor says i've, I've got a broken arm yeah sure right. look broken to me oh yeah exactly it's just dangling <laughs> like hanging on by one tendon you're like it's fine yeah. well it's not broken it's so not it's broken it's cut idiot. yeah it's it's cut clean off is what it is <laughs> it's a severed right here you stupid doctor doctor's like all right <laughs> okay um i am sort of fascinated by living in another country though mm, well yeah it's uh the language barrier would be difficult but not if you're a super genius and you watch sesame street <laughs> right but i know but i mean like you know that i'm fascinated by like that like being scared factor of it too you know like not being able to communicate like what would it be like mm -hmm. in that situation where you're just by yourself in this country you don't know the language it's just an it's a fascinating thought to me i don't want to i don't really want to live through it but yeah it would be tough for me because the communicating would like the not being able to communicate would be tough but the real tough thing for me would be not knowing what's going on around me. Um, like not understanding what street signs say or what people around me are talking about. I feel like I'd be missing stuff all the time. I'd be walking around paranoid. Like is something happening and I don't know, like, like are they saying something's on fire and I can't tell and I'm just walking into the burning building? That seems to be an extreme example, but perhaps you. No, I get what I you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, I think for me, the hard part would be that i don't particularly care about talking to people all that or about talking to people that much mm -hmm. you know so like i don't know that i would be extroverted enough to get by mm -hmm. you know I'd yeah just be like yeah. i don't know what you're saying so i'm just gonna just gonna go sit over here that's that's actually a really good point that's, i feel the same way would i be motivated to give a name yeah exactly you know maybe maybe being in that situation would make me more motivated to meet people you know mm -hmm. but i just i just think that i would just be like i guess i'm alone <laughs> <laughs> uh so this is where we get the porto verde brazil by the way mm -hmm. the very subtle port green um it's subtle enough i didn't notice so fortunately <laughs> you're here <laughs> well so now you know they've they found him right so they're gonna come get them uh because by the way it's sort of fascinating that we live in this time where we can watch a movie like this and americans are gonna send troops to another yeah. country and we just buy it yep <laughs> isn't that fun? other countries they're just like yeah i could see that happening yep they don't need permission from the government nothing 
But I will say this, Steven Seagal, take note. This is how you pretend to be asleep and become <laughs> alert. You should have taken the same pretending to be asleep acting class that Edward Norton took. This, exactly. this works a lot better. He's not just laying there with his eyes closed with a map and papers on him. And, Aha, I'm awake. <laughs> just very suddenly. Uh, with Yeah, anyway. So this is where we meet the bad guy. Uh, mm -hmm. Pretty easy to turn the audience against a character by having him callously shoot a dog, by the way. <laughs> that is, in fact, a way to do it. Because I went, hey. Yeah. <laughs> It's what kind of hard not like even when I was sort of I it actually almost annoyed me where I was just like why would you have him do that you know <laughs> I don't know where just gotta kill the dog oh shut this dog up <laughs> and like they make the little the little whining like the okay abbreviated whining noise because it's like okay well well was it a uh, bullet or was it a tranquilizer dart because they were well, this is what I'm confused about like it looks like things are you know like. The, the dust particles blowing out of, you know, like the holes yeah. going into stuff. It looks like live bullets, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, what's the plan here? Like, why doesn't William Hurt know that you can't kill him? Yeah. Right? So, like, and also, why is the goal to kill him? But then we find out later that they're not trying to kill them they are mm -hmm. using tranquilizers but why weren't they using tranquilizers before yeah that's a, those are good questions i was i was really confused by this whole scene um in in, in those terms because i was like well what are they trying to do because mm -hmm. it didn't seem like they were trying to tranquilize him until he was actually the hulk and it was yeah. like good idea you morons you think that that wouldn't work at that time. you think that they know that once that happens the tranquilizers are not going to work i mean the regular old bullets don't work at that point so right and i mean like i find it hard to believe believe <laughs> that <Sorry. laughs> that's okay that this general would just not tell them that he turns into a giant you know green rage monster yeah later when uh tim roth's character is saying you know you got to tell them what they're walking into i was like i agree tim roth that was stupid. yeah I completely agreed with his character there. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that was a really dumb thing to do. Oh, by the way, he turns into the most dangerous thing that you can think of when, yeah. he's when he's angry, not even just like random times or something. You you have to trank him while yeah. he's human. Yeah, be you know? really careful to, you know, not to miss, I guess. I don't know. Not that they were trying to miss, but point is. It's it's very, yeah. Anyway, I did enjoy the scene, though, where the shoe drops after Hulk picks him up. Mm -hmm. The guy's like, whoop, and then the shoe, and then just the shoe lands. That's like, yeah. That's kind of a badass little thing. Yeah, it's an effective little way to show it. I like it. And actually, they're, they're kind of playing coy at this point still. Um, you're not really quite seeing all of the Hulk. He's a little bit, not quite in shadows, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that they did that, actually. I did too. And like, it was a little bit from the Tim Roth character's perspective a tiny bit. Like, he's sort of like watching and trying to figure out what he's looking at yeah I thought, I thought it was pretty pretty okay filmmaking as far as these things go yeah i agree um and you know i liked the way they showed hulk's eyes and his mm -hmm. body cgi was pretty cool oh yeah actually the uh the effects were convincing for me and i kind of liked um him not getting bigger and maybe being a less less um, gaudy shade ring because oh, yeah, yeah it, it was kind of more realistic to me in a way and like i know it's a comic book it doesn't need to be realistic but like 
I kind of like it when they go a little bit more in the realistic vein because, like, I'm, you know, I guess it doesn't matter because it's not like a guy could actually turn into the Hulk no matter what size the Hulk is. Like, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. But just, I don't know. When they're when it's really ridiculous, it stretches stretches belief for me a little bit. Yeah, the aesthetic realism. Yeah, I kind of like I like it. You know, he looks, it doesn't need to be story realism because it's yeah. you know oh yeah it's a comic book story. But but seeing it and you're and you can be like okay yeah I'm with yeah. it. And for me, it actually kind of made him a little bit more menacing in a way. And I'll tell you why. You you kind of see a couple of scenes where he's standing near a person. Well, yeah, it's several scenes where he's standing near a person, but like he's he's outlandishly large, but not like so large it's like well that's not that's not even the same category as a human like obviously right. he's going to be up to human when he's you know the size of a mountain but um this way he he looks very large and scary because it's like within my experience of something something can be that big in a sense and like cuz okay let me <laughs> rephrase all of this if something was like you know seven and a half feet tall something like that i'd be like wow that's the biggest guy i've ever seen if something was nine feet tall, I'd be like, "All right, this is just ridiculous." Now I don't. I'm not even. I'm not even that scared because it's just gonna st step on me. I'm gonna die. Like it's not gonna be anything. <laughs> the other one is still recognizably human to me, and I like. I like him being recognizably somewhat human. Yeah, I, I. I mean, I see what you're saying. I do like. So the concept of the more you throw at him, mm -hmm. and the angrier you make him the bigger he becomes mm -hmm. is kind of i i like that because it's like just leave him the fuck alone you yeah. know um just make friends with him he'll be he'll calm down yeah exactly um anyway yeah i don't know i i see what you're saying there it's an interesting perspective maybe i maybe maybe i wouldn't have bought it if that was happening maybe it's the kid part of me that still wants him to keep getting bigger you know well, I like um, for him getting stronger with as he gets angry. The bigger is a little bit strange because is there an upper limit? Is he just going to be the size of the world eventually? <laughs> Although, is there an upper there limit is. to his strength actually as well? Is he just going to be able to lift the world? I don't know. Well, he didn't do well against Thanos, so that's that's a whole other thing that I was going to say for for Thor Ragnarok, I think. But uh, whatever we're I don't know if we're ever gonna get there. But you know, it's it's an MCU problem more than it's an Incredible Hulk or this movie or that movie problem. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Because like, we're, well, okay, so I'm curious because we've we've talked about it now. So let's let's just <laughs> let's talk about it just a little bit. Did you dislike that? Yeah, I hated it. Actually, Me I understand. Too. I understand what they were going for, but like the Hulk is supposed like think of Avengers one. He's like the yeah. secret weapon. He's so powerful, right? Right. But then, like, and it's not just that Thanos beats him. It's that Thanos is like he gets punched by the Hulk, and he's like, "Huh." And it doesn't matter. He's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna box you now." Like, you can't box the Hulk. That's not how it works. Yeah. Anyway, I I, I completely agree with you. I think I would have liked for them to have given to not make the Hulk look so weak. It was like too much. It's like bad wrestling booking. You know? It really is, and like, they could have. I get. I would be fine with Thanos beating him. Yeah, but maybe, maybe make it would have been fight. Make it a fight. Yeah, don't just be like it's like nothing. Thanos is just like out of my way, fly, and it's like all right, this is stupid. Um, yeah, especially given that we just saw. Like, think about this. 
Hulk was like the undefeated champion of gladiatorial gladiatorial combat on Sakaar, right? Right. If a Thanos had showed up, would it just been have been like, oh, I guess he's the new champion. I don't mean Thanos specifically. I mean a Thanos, whatever the fuck he is. Right, whatever, yeah, race yeah. he is or whatever. Yeah. Because because people will be like, well, he had an Infinity Stone, which is okay, he had an Infinity Stone. But like he didn't use the Infinity Stone. He just boxed again. So, <laughs> he's just like, pow, pow, pow. And he's, oh my God, my jaw. The Hulk has a glass jaw, maybe. That's what that is. But uh, he's just never been hit back. <laughs> well, okay, so... It's nice to hear that we agree with that because I remember being like, "What do you mean he just beat the Hulk like that?" Yeah, he just you beat know? him, just Ugh. and it's and then Hulk was gone for the rest of the movie. And it's like, all right, whatever. I mean, I think it would have been better if they were going to have him lose quickly like that and mm -hmm. to do it in a way that he like catches him off guard, right? Mm -hmm. Or he like uses the Infinity Stone yeah. to like alter his reality, yeah, and, and like him scare him. Or... Yeah. That would be that would be one thing because you'd be like, wow, this guy has powers that the Hulk cannot. Right. But like it's just like, oh, this guy's apparently stronger than the Hulk. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway. Yeah. And like, like I don't I'm, even mind if he's stronger than the Hulk, but to be that much stronger. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And like it's also weird because aren't like as guardians super strong and tough? Like we see Hulk, we see Thor being pretty freaking badass a lot of the time. Yeah. But like and I know that Thanos had his old army and his buddies that his black brigade, whatever they are, I don't know. And like, but they were just like, all right, Thor on your knees. And Thor's, oh, I guess I have to be on my knees now. It's like, damn, they did this easily. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I agree with you. So let's, uh, but let's, let's get back to the incredible Hulk because yeah. we should, we're probably going to do this again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> we're gonna have it's... the same conversation, but I I was just curious because we'd never talked about it before. So, mm -hmm. no, yeah. Um, and I, you know, can you imagine if Brazil, by the way, was just like they made a movie and Brazil's army was just in America? Would we be like accepting of that, or would we be just like, no, that wouldn't happen? It's America. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I think maybe the U.S. is in a unique position in that in that sense. But like, doesn't that isn't that like a sort of a bad commentary on our position in the world? Yeah, very much so. That we can we're just like, yeah, just just send the army in there. Isn't that an act of war? I don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, we do. And what are um, they going to do? So stop, stop us. <laughs> so I did think it was funny though that Hulk apparently ran from Brazil to Guatemala. Yeah, that was that's quite the quite the jog because like at first I was like, oh, he went far, and then I was like, wait, he went really far. That's yeah, like that's thousands of miles far. That's like through most of Brazil, all of Colombia, and like <laughs> some other some other stuff. I can't even remember Venezuela. Yeah, so like Panama. Okay. All right, <laughs> he can maybe he jumps like he did that Hulk jump he does. Honduras, Nicaragua. Right, you, don't need to, you need to show off that you know all the damn things. We know you got an A on that test. <laughs> In global studies, you know. So now he's in Guatemala and he's sitting in the most ridiculous way possible. Yeah. With his hands out. Like, yeah. Who sits like that? <laughs> when you're begging, I guess. He looks kind of like a like a like a statue by Michelangelo or something. It's funny. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is artful, but stupid. So they say so, about me. <laughs> I now we're gonna get into the part of the movie where we get we feel sad for Bruce because he's so troubled with love. Mm, poor guy. And uh, so Eddie, Eddie N comes up with an idea 
for how he's going to get to uh, his his flame here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or he's going to talk to Mr. Blue again or whatever the fuck he was going to do. <laughs> um, but he's going to deliver a pizza. And we're watching him ride this bike. And I'm like, does Edward Norton know how to ride a bike? <laughs> Didn't it look like he was just like, I'm going to fall any second now. Now that you mention it, he did in fact look rather unsteady. But <laughs> at the time, I was like, well, maybe the pizzas are off. Bat. I don't know. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> it was like, wow, he's just he's not going to make it. Yeah, He's going to no. turn into the Hulk because he's angry and frustrated about the bike. Yeah. <laughs> stupid bike. <laughs> That's what I'm walking. If I can walk to Guatemala, I can walk to the college. Playmore <laughs> College. Was it? Oh. Culver. Culver, Culver College. University. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and, but uh, we don't get any background on the pizza shop owner or anything, right? He just knows. No, apparently. no. It's just like, hey, look, this is a friend of mine. Yeah. I always think that he has a way into the college. Isn't it? And I was think, sitting there thinking, like, maybe this is a, this is a good reason to go back to our opening banter. Maybe, maybe I should be more friendly with people because if I'm ever like on the run as the Hulk or whatever, I wouldn't have anyone to go to to let me stay above their pizza shop. I'd be like, hi, guy, I talked to once. Can I stay in your... No? Okay, bye. So maybe I should make some contacts. Yeah. So anyway, we see Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, he's... Uh, I said, oh, there's Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. <laughs> Him and his muscles. Him and all his muscles. Still it always muscle. is interesting to me that, you know, he's like partially or fully deaf. Is he fully deaf? I can't remember. He's legally deaf, but can hear some things. Yeah. It's just, you know, his voice never matches to like mm-hmm. his stature to me. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I'm not bashing him. I'm just like. Well, you better not be bashing him. because Yeah, because he'd smash me. Um, him? He'd say, Lou smash. That's, um, what, that's just how he talks. Yeah, he should ask his wife. <laughs> like, and Lou, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that got me. That got me pretty good. Um. So, apparently, Ed Norton's wife was the producer of Knocked Up. Oh, really? Yeah. And Eddie N. Uh-huh. really wanted to get one of them for the computer nerd that got bribed with pizza cameo. One of the people from Knocked Up, he was like, "Can we get Seth to do it? Can we get Jason Siegel to do it?" You know, and uh-huh. they ended up with uh, that guy. I don't remember his name. Is like Martin or something. It doesn't matter. Although I understand he's the he's from a he is in I should say the 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 Tom Holland Spider Man movies, and I'm told I'm told it's the same character. Like it's supposed to be the same character. Really. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, he's like uh he's either a teacher or a guidance counselor or something. Oh, he's a teacher. You're right. I forgot about that. And I guess he goes from being in Culver computer, University. Computer man at Culver University to public high school teacher in Queens, as we all do. As as we all do. <laughs> At some point or another. So, you know, now she's gonna live as gonna go to that same restaurant of course and you know it's supposed to be closed and he's like no i'll give you a pizza and then um bruce shows up and she's like oh my god is that bruce and naturally it starts raining and she's in a white white shirt well you know we gotta get that tea in there somehow right live and let live as i say you know (laughs) i'd like i'd like to let live you'd like to let live do what (laughs) No, that was the whole sentence. Oh, okay. 
You'd like to let Liv get wet. Got it. Yeah, but you also have uh, what's his face from Modern Family in this, and I did not know he was. Hi, Burl. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I saw his name when the opening credits, and I was like, "What? Yeah, why is he in this? <laughs> Who let him in this?" I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I kind of enjoyed a minute. I liked that they went in a different direction than I thought they were going. So. Yeah, yeah. What I love how in movies, by the way, there's always like when it's raining, it's always a really heavy, sustained rain. Mm-hmm. It's never just like a. Because like when it is a heavy rain like that, it's usually pretty quick it's like heavy rain and it's over no but it's more dramatic this way <laughs> yeah it's very it's very silly your I'm movies like, you would know, be very boring they'd be very realistic and very boring <laughs> it started raining that hard people would be like oh let's get inside it's a bit rainy well i don't even mind them being outside but like it eventually would stop you know <laughs> like it wouldn't last that long oh you're not wrong <laughs> it's i don't know for me. Um, I mean, the way the movies, the way it rains in the movies, it would flood all the time. Uh, you're right. <laughs> you're like, flash water, floods the, were ever water table would movies. be completely overrun. Okay. <laughs> okay, Mr. Mr. Like Neil deGrasse Dyson over here with your... That's not how that would happen at all. Did you notice the um, pizza shop owner's name? No. What was it? I don't know. It was Joe or something, but I don't know. But when... Um, Liv Tyler walks in. She calls him Mr. Pink, which is really funny to me, given the fact that we've already seen that uh, Edward oh, Jordan, yeah. as Mr. Green, is uh, talking to his internet buddy, Mr. Blue, and Tim Roth is well, in this who movie. Is, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, isn't Tim Roth Mr. Pink? Tim Roth is Mr. Orange. Oh, he's Mr. Orange. There who is, is no Mr. Pink. Uh, Mr. Pink is Steve Buscemi. Oh, that's right. Okay. And there is and no Mr. He's not happy about it. He's too close to Mr. Pussy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there is no Mr. Green, but um, I was just like, that's funny. Like, I wonder if, I, I feel like you don't, with the Mr. Blue and Mr. Green mon- handles, that makes sense. But then I don't feel like you throw in Mr. Pink being the guy's name, unless you are you have a little sly Reservoir Dogs thing. Yeah. That had to have been. I didn't notice. I mean, now that you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. She did call him that, but. Which is an absurd name for a person to have, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I, you know, I was curious at this point. I was like, I wonder if America would be more ready and willing to have an edgy, dramatic Hulk movie now after the success of Joker. Oh, they might. You're right. Actually, you know, I was I was skeptical about the the Dark Knight comparison, but I don't know. I feel like that might be fun. Like a yeah. None. It does seem like they went for a more artistic look to this at times, you know? Than, than like, Iron Man? Yeah, than, like, Iron Man or Thor or Captain America. Well, it certainly went more than Thor, because we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Let's move on. The original Thor are you in about, or Thor of the Dark World, or Thor uh, Ragnarok? Let's, or... let's go the first two. Okay. All right. I'm excited to hear your take on those. Yeah. And so now he's going to, so they've discovered him again, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to swallow that USB stick, which it was, I, it was, I couldn't handle it. The way, the way he was like gagging. This is like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I was like, I've had enough of this. Okay. Turn no him to the Hulk and then swallow it. Okay. Like, I was actually thinking, you know, that would probably be easier. <laughs> but then again, you probably wouldn't remember. Yeah. 
I just, well, I, I could, uh, I'm, you know, I gag really easily actually. So it's, I don't oh. know. Is that why you I would made? not be a good gay man. I was going to say, um, you never, you never made it in adult film, but you don't film industry for that reason. Exactly. <laughs> um, the only one though. So now, so now he's running through the bridge, which feels very open and exposed. Like, why would you run through that? You know? Yeah. That's a stupid way to go. Um, and then they close him in, right? And he's like, I've got nowhere to go. Like, you're like, oh, gee, I wonder what's going to happen to him. Also, and then from their perspective, <laughs> you yeah. could have like tried to get him into like, I don't know, a sealed concrete room or something. But no, they just the glasses. Oh, we forgot to mention, by the way, that um, Tim Roth um, was, you know, saying how uh, if you put him in the body he had 10 oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. Ago, and they, and they give him some sort of super soldier serum. We don't really know exactly what he's got, but he's got that going for him now. Um, yeah. It also depressed a me a little bit, bit stronger. Yeah, it depressed me a little bit because this happens sometimes in movies. I didn't realize that as you get older, you still think of yourself as young a lot of the time. And, <laughs> and when in a movie they say, how old are you, Tim Roth's character? And he says 39. You go, oh. <laughs> well, he said... Uh, is that uh, William, what he, what he William Hurt said, what are you, 45? And then Tim Roth says, 39. And he goes, yeah, it takes a toll, doesn't it? Meaning he looks older than he is. So that so that at least is something that he looks older than 39, but still. You know what's really funny is until you pointed that out, I still watched that and I thought, yeah, it's, that's old. You know? What an old guy. Yeah, should, what an old should, guy. They should put him on an ice floe and send him out to sea. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm older than that character now. I'm not, but some people are. <laughs> me, me being the picture of youth. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just, I, yeah, man, that's crazy to think. You know, you know the one that, you're welcome. You know the one that really got me once? <laughs> what? Um, when I was watching Cheers, and it was Norm's birthday, and Norm was 36, and I was 36 at the time. And I was like, how am I Norm's age? This doesn't make any sense. I can't be Norm's age. <laughs> Sam, sure, but Norm? <laughs> and now I'm older than Norm was at the time. But then again, I don't think George Wendt was particularly youthful looking. So <laughs> even when he was a youth. So let's, let's, let's move on from that. So anyway, Tim Roth is super soldier. age? Yeah, well, you know. Come I, on, get it. I get what but, you're uh, saying, though. But no, I, how much in the MCU is... This is like a thematic plot question. It seems like so many of the issues that happened in the MCU were because they were trying to replicate that super soldier serum. Yeah, no kidding. It seems like every time we turn around, they're like, we tried to do the super soldier serum and we accidentally created the worst monster of all time. Oops. Um, better better get somebody to kill it, Avengers. And like, <laughs> it's like, damn, if only Stanley Tucci hadn't died, which we haven't gotten to yet. But... <laughs> And it also makes me laugh because, like, every super soldier serum that they actually get to work at all, they they often mention, "Well, this is this isn't as good as the original, but it's pretty, yeah. it's kind of close." And it's like, "Damn, Cap really got the good stuff." You know what I mean? <laughs> he got that one dose of the really like prime A A quality stuff, and everybody else is just like, "No wonder he's better than everyone," because like his 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 formula was the original. Like everybody else has new Coke, and he has Coca Cola Classic. And I just feel like. It was like that was the only one that doesn't mess with your brain. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. They all the other ones are all like turn you into a monster. 
<laughs> and he's just he's as in, full of integrity as ever. Why? <laughs> Perhaps more um, so. Well, but yeah. So now they've got Bruce Banner stuck, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. To me, it's like, okay, well, why don't one of you just shoot him with the, the you know, tranquilizer? The tranquilizer. Whatever. He hasn't turned into Hulk yet, right? But no, let's fire canisters and of gas in there, mm -hmm. you know, just to make him angry. Which, by the way, they went through one pane of glass, but then not enough power to get through the next one. That's like yeah. ten feet further. <laughs> and then, and then Thad over there, he's like, "Now she'll see." And I'm like, "So the plan was to make him turn into a green monster, yeah. so that your daughter will stop dating him." <laughs> I mean, all right, bold strategy. Let's see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> um. I have to say though, as like I was sort of annoyed by the how the scene was playing out. Because I'm like, what the why are they doing? That? But then I found myself, it was really working for. Me. I actually caught myself watching the action, mouth agape, enthralled. Well, that's I was something like, else. Oh, okay, I guess I like this. <laughs> that doesn't happen every action movie. No, it really doesn't. I did you I mean, what about you? I mean, did you oh, have I, not not to spoil, but uh yeah, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. Um yeah, I, I was surprised I, how well it worked for me. And actually, like, not to go back to this at all, but like, I enjoy seeing the Hulk actually kick ass. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> not like, kind of sucks sometimes. Thanos, <laughs> not saying anything, but like, you know. And I also like that he's a little bit more of a down to earth Hulk here, where yeah. like he's kind of getting hurt a little bit by some of the like high caliber rounds, right? And like. It's a little hard for him to pick up the car. Not, not like hard, hard, but he still has to show some effort. It's just more, it's more effective that way. And it was a lot of fun. And also, yeah. like, it's it's interesting seeing this Hulk because he looks a little bit like Edward Norton. And Mark Ruffalo's Hulk looks like Mark Ruffalo. It's very strange to me. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine imagine being the actor and it's like, hey, it's me, except I'm a freaking monster. Like, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to, I'd be one of those people I couldn't watch my movies, but particularly when I was giant and green. Like giant green CGI me is especially no. <laughs> really, I feel I feel like then it would be okay because then it's like not you. No, you know? it's, it would be like a weird like through the looking glass kind of thing. I don't like it. <laughs> well, um, so then we get to the end of this action sequence, right? Where mm. he tells the helicopter that's just been waiting somewhere for a while. Mm. Um, to come and fire at them and he's you know he says fire while she's standing there and i'm like really mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't think maybe i should look yeah. you know no he's not he's where's not the a, hulk right now he's just a general like he's not he, that's below him uh yeah i thought that part was kind of silly um not that he saved her because i liked that he saved her but i thought it was kind of silly that like really he didn't even look to see where his daughter was or where mm -hmm. the hulk is um then we, uh, you know, we cut to Ty Burrell again, mm -hmm. and he's like, kind of being a little bit of a bitch to the uh, general. <laughs> he's sassy. Yeah, I like him getting so a little sassy, and I liked it. I was for it. I was too because I thought that they were gonna be like he's gonna like betray them because he's jealous, you know? Right. But no, he like proved to be a decent sort. And yeah. Was like, he was I, like, I get what her issues were with you now because yeah. you're kind of a dickhead. You seem like a jerk. <laughs> and now I'm out of this movie, but I had a nice scene while I was here. Yeah, I thought he was. I, 
I liked him too. I thought he was good. Um, it was weird. I'm only used to seeing him in Modern Family, where he's very silly, and he wasn't silly here. So no, he was very he serious. Kept expecting him to be silly was all. And then, so, so now we go to the cave that mm -hmm. that Hulk has taken Liv to, mm -hmm. uh, or Betty, and he like stands up and he bumps his head on the cave. Mm -hmm. Kind of a weird and he's just like yeah, and then he's like rubbing his head for a while. I'm like, you just took like a thousand fifty cals, and you were fine, <laughs> but you bump your head on the cave. You're like, owie! Like what? Well, I can explain it. Those uh, bullets were only propelled with the force that a gun is able to. He his head was propelled forward with the force that a Hulk is is capable of 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 displaying. I actually thought that too. Um, but I still am not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> well, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed the little slapsticky moment. Was this movie? Hold on. I need. I need a. I need a date here. What is this? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yep. It was like a month after Iron Man came out, too. Ah, so this is also this scene just reminds me so much of the Peter Jackson King Kong, um, in a way that oh. doesn't totally work for this movie because. I, like I feel like this exact scene is in King Kong, where she's like getting to love the beast or whatever. Not that I like that movie. If we ever get there, I'll have I'll mention that. But I don't. I hope we don't get there. I, I hope not either. So long. It's. I'm glad that it's not just me with the long because um we went to see that movie. The person I saw it with liked it, and I was like, "Is it over, please?" And like. <laughs> I like action movies and I like T-Rexes, but Jesus Christ, some of these scenes, it's like, can we just be done with this already? He's the king of beasts. He's the eighth wonder of the world. Let him just kill the thing and we're done. Anyway. <laughs> I, we forgot to mention, though, that uh, Tim Roth, with his super serum, thinks he's going to take on Hulk. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hulk just kicks him. I actually really love that. <laughs> I did, too. And Roth is like, oh, I'm super soldier. Ow. <laughs> yeah. You're still not strong enough to fight the Hulk, man. You gotta one step at a time, please. Like I get that you you're probably feeling pretty jacked up right now, but uh I mean, holy cow. And that mm -hmm. did a number on. I mean, you see him in the hospital, he's he is fucked up. Well, yeah, they're like, Oh, he broke every bone in his body, so I'm not sure he's gonna be okay. Will he walk again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh but he's fine a little while after that. But uh <laughs> we don't serum. Yeah, he's a super soldier now. He's not just a soldier. So, so now we're gonna see. Um, she she bought him some like purple sweatpants or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like superhero movies do this often, where they do like a wink and a nod to the original costume from the comics, but then yeah. they don't actually do it. Yeah, and I feel the like why not just do it? The exact same same thing happened in the X Men, right? And uh, it's like, yeah, it's cute, but I don't know. At the same time, like. Just do it. <laughs> you could just wear purple. That'd be one thing. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that would be like her getting him. She's like, this is the stretchiest that I could find. And him being like, oh, I kind of want to wear these, but okay. Yeah. I would have been okay a, with. It was a throwaway gag, but they could just make it a regular thing. Yeah. And then he's just like wearing purple, purple pants. Be great. Well, you, know, you notice that much anyway. What kind right. of pants wear? Yeah. And then, like, I mean, think about it after that. He'd be like, you know, if they like stayed intact really well, you'd mm -hmm. be like, "Oh, I, you know what? This this really worked out well. I'm going to keep them." And it would explain why his pants are the only things that don't come off. Exactly. 
So we would be it would be a two for one or at least maybe a three for one. And then and then soon after the purple pants, he's uh we're getting some hot and heavy action. He's touching Liv's booty, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Looks like they're about to get down. Uh, but he's worried about his Hulk dick coming out. So <laughs> I like her. Can you get a little excited? And I'm like, yeah. well, hey Liv, we learned something about you here, I guess. Anyway. What happens when he masturbates? Um, I guess he doesn't. Well, okay, so then he's gonna have wet dreams, right? So does he just wake up as the Hulk? And Apparently he's like, not. Oh, I'm all wet. <laughs> There's a. I know he sucks because of sexual assault and everything. <laughs> sexual assault, whatever. But Louis Louis C.K. has a bit where he's like, you know, when after after as a man after you orgasm, it's like coming down from being the Hulk. You know, you're all you're like your pants are off. You're like, what happened? Where have I been? <laughs> it's, about the, it's about the best explanation I can think of. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't experienced that as a as a dude. Like, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> accurate. You're just gonna temporarily lose your mind, and then you're like, "Well, I that was strange." <laughs> um, it's, it's like, oh, I'm not gonna say that, but um, uh, yeah, and uh, I was gonna say, oh, but also when you don't like orgasm, it increases your testosterone by like fifty percent a day, up to up to like three or four or five days, something like that. Really. Um, yeah, so it would make him much more like aggressive and prone to anger if he didn't. So maybe he can like carefully do it. I don't know. Huh. Maybe that's what the breathing is for. Maybe I it's like maybe it's like tantric stuff. sex. Oh, it's like tantric sex. Like sting, except he's he smash, not sting. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> oh boy, that's a good one. He's a. Remember Demolition, the uh, tag team? Oh, Ax Ax how and can Smash. I yeah, <laughs> and then Crush eventually. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Crush. It's so exciting. That's why I like <laughs> this podcast. Mr. Fuji was their manager for a while. I uh, I love Mr. Fuji because he's such a like a. They really went that direction. Like <laughs> a bowler hat. He's Mr. Fuji. He threw salt in everybody's eyes. I loved it. Well, anyway. so great to get, to get back to here. Um, and I realized that it was my fault because I asked, what does he do when he masturbates? But yeah. um, what exactly is the plot of this movie? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I just, I, let's think about it, right? So he, he's trying to find a cure, I guess, while he's being hunted. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. That seems to be it, now that you mention it. It seems he's a little light, is all I'm saying. Well, you know, it would be interesting actually to find out what a lot of like what the changes that Ed Norton did. did That's he add what I want to find things out. Away? Um, was the original one more like plot? Maybe, maybe, maybe it was more plot to its detriment. Maybe it was like overfilled with plot. And he was like, no, this is a simple chase movie. Maybe it was a lot less and it was a nothing movie. And they were like, well, we gotta, we gotta have some kind of plot. He's not just sitting there, um, changing channels and, well, uh, there's oh. 70 minutes that are missing here, so I'm curious. Like, did we get more in that in that 70 minutes? I'm seeing. I mean, I'm yeah, it might have been. It might have been 70 minutes of nothing. That's true. Might like, it might have been 70 minutes of him looking anguished, and you know, like more of their journey. You know, like him yeah. going from Ola to Cal. Is it California they were in? No, they think they're in Virginia. No, oh, I don't know. Kills what I know. 
But they went to Harvard apparently, and they they signed up for induced hallucinations. Nice. Did you catch that part? I actually did. Now that <laughs> I, I had forgotten, but now I haven't. Um, That's actually, what you want the Hulk doing. Oh, absolutely. So they're in New York City, and you know, they make this comment about him being in a giant tube with a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. right? you know, Hulk shouldn't do that, and they're like, mm -hmm. "Okay, let's get a cab." And then, of course, you know, the cab ride is crazy, and it's mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's meant to be goofy, right? Yeah, like this guy's fucking nuts. But Sarah and I actually had a very similar cab ride to that <laughs> in, New York, in New York City. We were so her her uncle lives in New York, mm -hmm. and as we were going to go to, it was either the Dominican or Hawaii. I can't remember which one we were flying to at that point. But um, he was like, "Well, I'm not I'm not at my apartment, so you guys could stay there. Um, that way, you don't have to like drive down to the city." Mm -hmm. to catch the flight and you know like two in the morning right and as a gift he was like i hired you well you know as a livery or livery service yeah. whatever however you say it he hired mm -hmm. that for us we're like oh that's so nice and then the person shows up we get in and he drives like 120 miles an hour to jfk <laughs> it was the most terrifying ride i've ever been in and like i've driven myself places like that and yeah. it was not as terrifying. <laughs> well, you know, your life is in your own hands, whereas yeah. here it's in this guy's hands. It was and crazy. Who, and who knows who he is? I love it. Um, yeah, those people are nuts. I don't think I don't think the subway is that stressful generally, though. You just no, because everybody just wants to be left alone. Nobody wants to talk to anybody, right? Yeah, exactly. So everybody's keeping to themselves. So I I actually disagree with the. I mean, I get the concept, right? You don't want to be in an enclosed space with the Hulk, but. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think they probably would have been better off than riding in a crazy cab. Probably. Um, so, <laughs> so they're going to meet Mr. Blue, who's Tim Blake Nelson. Mm -hmm. And Tim Blake Nelson in this scene where he's meeting Bruce is mm -hmm. um, not great. <laughs> you didn't like it? It was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I thought he was he was pretty okay. Um I've I've sort of met academic types who are that goofy, so I don't know. <laughs> so you bought it. I'm just not around smart people that much. Oh, I, guess. I, don't, know, I don't know about smart, but I kind of liked the, the people who are very like I don't know. Those sorts of people can be like very like. Why did you just say that exactly? Like, I'm a little I'm a little weirded out by the fact just the way you phrased that was strange. So yeah, right. <laughs> um. You know, if you had told me, like, before 2008 that this movie had Tim Roth and Tim Blake Nelson, I would have thought it would be a very different kind of movie. Yeah, like, right. No kidding. Movie or, or something? I don't know. But, Wait, what did you say? I'm sorry. This is a what movie? Like a Coen Brothers movie or something? Right. Coen Brothers, Tarantino, something like that. But, okay. <laughs> okay, superheroes it is, then. But speaking of Tim Roth, he is not looking good at this point. No, he's uh, they've given him some more. I don't know what <laughs> it's not agreeing with him or his spine. Yeah, he's uh, oof. At this um, point, I would have been like, oh wow, I <laughs> I think I'm gonna stop the whole super soldier serum thing. I'm getting clean, medically induced coma for me. He he, he looks like he's like an addict at that mm -hmm. point. He actually does, and he was in that movie with Tupac where he's an addict. So oh, that's same, right. Same thing that, no, not juiced. It's uh, grid, gridlocked. Is it gridlocked? I think yeah. So, yeah. 
I think it's gridlocked. That was a good movie, by the way. Um, At least I remember I, it being good. I don't remember. I remember it being good too, but I don't think I've seen it since like 1997. So yeah, yeah. I so I guess know. we should temper that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's not. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then we cut back, and we're we're back in Tim Blake Nelson's lab, right? And he's like, "Here, I'm going to put some leather straps on you." Yeah. Like, you really don't understand what you're getting yourself into here. No, yeah, he's kind of heard that the Hulk is pretty, pretty, pretty out, pretty strong, but like he thinks that's gonna do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. You say so. Um, actually, had some pretty good CGI here. Oh, with him turning into uh... yeah, like it was kind of gross, you know, which yeah. is what I would imagine it would kind of look like. It'd be kind of gross to see, right? I think so. Um. Like yeah, yeah, the the it was like the like some of the sound effects here were actually kind of viscerally effective for me. This is where I was thinking like, oh god, every time he transforms, it's like destroying his body. Yeah, exactly. So, and then I was thinking like, did they just kill the Hulk? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was I also thought okay okay so I get the plot now right. Mm -hmm. He's chasing Banner to try to get him before Banner kills Hulk. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Um. So now we're, you know, like that's fixed, but then the uh, the military comes, right? And then did you see Omar run out of the building? I did. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that's Omar. Why is Omar here suddenly? I actually saw a potent notable that I forgot about because I was looking up some of the filming locations for this movie. And somehow I came upon the fact that uh, Edward Norton, the writer of this movie, I guess, <laughs> was a fan of the wire so he wrote this part specifically for michael kenneth williams and i remember thinking you couldn't give him a better part he yeah really guy who stands I was, yeah i mean well so it makes then if that's true so what what this what was the scene actually yeah he had to have given him more than that i feel right? like he might have maybe that's the, maybe the 70 minutes is some sort of weird omar subplot <laughs> i think so so now you know um, Tim Roth shows up and T Tim Tim Blake Nelson is like it looks like you got a little bit in you already you know mm -hmm. um, and he's gonna turn him into the abomination and everything which is a, a creepy turn mm -hmm. and he turns into the leader which we've we've never gotten back to but supposedly we're going to yeah I uh, he's gonna be in one of these upcoming movies too along with. Uh... Live Tyler again, and I was like, "Oh, right. kind of bringing the Incredible Hulk movie back." I know it's kind of these... nice, actually. Well, yeah, they kind of threw these plot threads in that you think would come back, and not so much, except for except for William Hurt, who came back um, in right. several things, and uh, like obviously Tim Blake Nelson's character, something's happening because like the blood is dripping onto his head, right? Right, and like I don't know, just for for Phase One through Three, it was just like no. Nah, not so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so now he's in the helicopter, right? And Abomination's destroying everything. And so they're like, oh, we got to send the Hulk in, right? We have to. And uh, I feel like it would have been really funny if they had just ended the movie with him not changing, just <laughs> crashing through the street. Mm -hmm. Credits roll. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, now then we get police car boxing gloves, which I thought was fun. Yeah, actually, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and then you know, apparently, Thad there just has to follow them around in the helicopter. You know, 
Yeah. Um, and then he's like, yeah, fire at him, fire at the abomination, but do it directly into apartment building. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of, it's kind of like, you guys aren't very good at this, are you? Yeah. I, I, I kind of don't like that. They're just running into neighborhoods in Brazil and yeah, just like, you but know, this one's more out. egregious, right? They're firing oh, yeah. from a helicopter into a building. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I, I, at this point, I actually want to just be like, Thad, can you just fuck off? You know? <laughs> Like, just let Hulk and Abomination fight. And yeah, just can you not be in this movie anymore? You can just step aside and be like, I am not yeah. a Hulk, so I'm not going to help here. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, like, you've shot Hulk how many times and nothing's happened? So but clearly, but you think Abomination is going to work? I mean, like, come on. Yeah. So, of course, you know, it, it, he's only the, the, the helicopter is only there to, to like, A, be a distraction for Hulk, right? Mm -hmm. And and B to make it so that he's, you know, he's got something to fight for because he wants live to live. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, but but I will say this is when we get the thunderclap thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I actually think is a very cool power that he's got. It's funny because I wouldn't have thought of it, but I kind of like it. Like I'm glad somebody did think of it because it's kind of interesting. And does he do it much after this? I don't feel like he does. No, they don't really have them do it, but in She-Hulk, they bring it up. Oh, um, they do? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should watch She-Hulk since <laughs> sitting here watching this movie and things aren't making sense. And then they're like, you got to see She-Hulk. Yeah, know, well, he talks about it. came out 15 years after the movie, we'll explain. <laughs> well, She-Hulk has her own, like, little clapping thing that she does. But hers is like, it's like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like... It's not one big clap. It's like a whole bunch of claps all at once. So it's like this wave of like pulses. Now, my question is, is does she clap like like Hulk does or does she like twerk? She doesn't twerk. Like make it clap, you know? Oh, I got it. And <laughs> she doesn't do that. Although that's a know, shame. Would have been a good scene. I would have liked it. Twerk. She does twerk in the movie, though. Yeah, I did actually the, in the show. I did actually see that. That's why I ask. I would have liked seeing regular Hulk twerk as well. Like, and just imagine his like cheeks slapping, you know, like just, <laughs> just you could like supply a really good beat that way, you know, like yeah, the whole thing. You're right. That would have been let's, great. Let's so, move on. <laughs> so now he's got he's he's got the abomination, right? He's like choking him out. And then Liv is like, stop. <laughs> He's just leveled the whole fucking city. Why would why should he stop? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that he stopped, right? Because I, I actually love that in Marvel they don't kill the villains. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think that's so stupid with DC that they just kill all their villains. They're like, well, I guess he's done. Like the villains are the most fascinating part of the movie. Yeah, you're not characters. Wrong. So um, they I, tend uh... to be anyway. And it, it is a good. Well, you know, they killed uh, Ironmonger. Remember, they did. Yeah, and I sort of was sort of surprised by that. Um, but I they haven't Jeff killed Daniels a lot really. since then. Um, yeah. So so far, we're one. We're one. One and one with killing and not killing. Although I think they killed Red Skull. I actually think that it was Thor, uh, although much maligned by you, is what you know them not killing Loki mm -hmm. is what when they realized like oh. If we don't kill the villain, 
we actually get to continue to use the villain and he gets to continue to be a villain or whatever we want him to be. And we can just keep milking it. Well, I will say it's kind of funny because, you know, Marvel gets, or at least they used to get some crap for having uninteresting villains. And some of the villains in the later movies are definitely, they get like, really? Yeah. But these early villains aren't bad at all. Some of them are good. And um, it was awfully smart of them to not kill Loki, given that he's like their most interesting villain by a lot. Yeah, by like a, basically a, the entire a million miles. Yeah, um, like even more so than Thanos, if you ask me. But um, but Thanos was a good villain too. He was a good villain. I'm just glad he's gone. In fact, they killed him. I enjoyed Endgame because they kill him twice. Spoiler alert! But <laughs> I like I like getting to watch that. Um, but no, Abomination is good. Ironmonger was good, and uh, soon um, I thought I liked Red Skull. I liked um, Loki, obviously. I can't remember what else they had there. I guess that was it until Avengers. And I didn't realize. So I thought that the the scene where Robert Downey Jr. comes into the bar and talks mm -hmm. to Dad. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a post credit scene, but it was actually I, just the end of the movie. I did too. And then it, I was like, oh, I got to sit through the credits now. And then it just played. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to sit through the credits. Yeah. <laughs> I was really it. surprised. I, I still, I still, I still wa watched through the credits actually because I was like, is there really nothing here? <laughs> I didn't because even if there is something there, it's probably something I know at this point. So <laughs> that's true. Like, like, was Nick Fury going to show up and be like, "It's time to avenge"? Like, okay. Honestly, I just had it on while I was writing up the rank. Oh, I hear you there. So, I remember uh, watching this in the theater and being so excited that Iron Man showed up because me? it was it was still a time when, like, I don't know if it's, it's not easy to describe that the, this sort of thing didn't happen in movies. You know, right? crossover stuff like that it was like it didn't happen it was like happen. and you know marvel sort of pioneered that and it was really cool i was like he's from a different movie and he's <laughs> in this one now <laughs> How about that? it was really cool and, and i remember I, being really excited when they were like we're gonna start making series on Dis disney plus yeah. like oh wow now it's gonna be like in tv and everything mm -hmm. that's so cool um but i will say i think that uh They've overexposed themselves. Yeah. Just like Louis C.K. So, um, <laughs> so now we're done on with that one. Just like Louis C.K. has. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, so we're at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah we're at the end of the movie. Now we're so going to. credit scene doesn't really matter except for the fact that he's like. Credits. Yeah, it was like, we're getting a team together. What kind of team? Super team. And that's it. But like, still, I guess it's good that we know the Avengers are coming. Right? <laughs> right, right. But uh, but it's, it is sort of interesting because it was it makes you think about the timeline of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because when does he even know about it? It's like the end of Iron Man 2 when he finds out about. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Sorry, I need to find out the actual like timeline, timeline here. Yeah. yeah. They have a, like a somewhere out there where it shows the the actual because captain america you know the first avenger is like timeline the first one mm -hmm. although now i mean i guess the, the eternals are yeah well spans yeah that's, that's enough of that time. back at the beginning have you seen the eternals no i haven't well i'm not so yeah i'm not trying to push you in any direction here but i, I sarah and i liked it I'm sure it's fine. I don't care. But here's a chronological thing with like a lot of the with the first uh, what is this the first wave there, first first bunch. 
phase the first phase, the first phase that's it i'm like it's not wave but what is it <laughs> um as as pusha t says this ain't a wave or a phase because all that shit fades um this lifestyle's oh. forever when you made but captain america first avenger captain marvel technically iron man iron man 2 the incredible hulk so this movie takes place after iron man 2 chronologically so that makes sense it does yeah. make sense and um it's it's this it's a comic i guess fury's big week um the events of uh i believe iron man 2 incredible hulk that end scene of captain america first avenger and thor like all take place within a week of each other um wow so like i think probably a lot of this movie was not in that week since more time passes than a week but like the end of it you know yeah um so like the, the the plot of this this thing fury's big week is that nick fury was very busy that week like going around <laughs> trying to trying to wrangle all of these avengers and um that was unexamined and i guess it was like someone noticed like at marvel was like you know our, if you look at our timeline that's a really busy week for nick <laughs> and they were like let's make a thing about that so um so yeah, it uh, looks like Tony would have just found out basically about the Avengers Initiative, and then he's—I he, don't know why they sent him to talk to. Yeah, really. Heard, except, hey, can except, you go talk to the general for us? He'll listen to you. Why? Yeah. Why would he listen to me? <laughs> it's no reason whatsoever. But um, for cool factor, I think he looks pretty cool when he walks into that bar. He does. I mean, who's cooler than Tony? So, I mean, maybe Nick Fury, but probably not at the same time. In a different way, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I love that. I love the Nick Fury in the comics isn't black, and they changed him in the comics to be black. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, originally he wasn't black, and then there were then I don't know for some reason they cast Samuel L. Jackson not for some reason because he's good, but and then they were like, all right, I guess he's just black now. It's just <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is cool enough that he changed the race of a character. That's interesting because I don't remember there being any uproar about that. No, oh, yeah, somehow there wasn't. You know why? Samuel L. Jackson. Because Samuel L. Jackson, you don't fuck with him. No, you're, what are you going to do? You're going to complain? That's like, that's like, that's like what you, you know, it, what if they made Idris Elba Bond, you know? Oh, exactly. I think that would be, first of all, awesome. I guess they're going in a younger direction, but. I know, and I get why they're doing that, but man, mm -hmm. I wish they would do just like, just like a, like a you know, George Lazenby one-off. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that would be Bond. awesome. That would be cool. First of all, more one-off Bond movies would be cool because they could do it like First of all, one more one-off Marvel movies would be cool too. That you could just go in weird directions. Yeah, um, that would be really neat. Like it wouldn't really matter as far as like the timeline or the um, or the canon or whatever. Just this is like a different story. That would be really neat. I would, I'm kind of like hoping for that now. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you know, to me, it's you know because of the franchise the Bond is, you can get mm -hmm. away with doing something like that. Yeah, because there's not an expected continuity. Yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that would be yeah. pretty cool. We, yeah, we've been okay with Bond contradicting itself and going in weird directions for a long time now. So right, exactly. Um, so yeah, let's. I'm oh, oh, sorry. I just wanted to mention my other. My I can go ahead. It's fine. No, no, go, go. It's it's a shame because remember they were recasting Batman and they went with Robert Pattinson, which ended up working fine for me. Yeah, but I liked him. I've been just dreaming for i don't know since 2006 or something when did mad men start for to get john ham as batman and oh, it's not gonna happen interesting now. batman because he's just you know this would have to be an older batman because he's in his you know 50s or so but right. um and i wish they would have just done that back then like come on because like 
really we needed Ben Affleck that bad? And I didn't even dislike Ben Affleck as Batman, but come I on. thought he was actually surprisingly good as Batman. I was actually pleasantly surprised in specifically Batman versus Superman, which is as far as movies go. But the Batman portions were surprisingly good. I was like, this right? would make an okay Batman movie if it was just they focused on that. I wish but, they had, instead of having him do Batman versus Superman mm -hmm. first, I wish they had done the Batman the that Batman. he was supposed yeah. to be in. Because mm -hmm. I think he would have killed it, honestly. I thought he was I, a really good Batman. I, was, I, was, I, I wasn't I was, super into it, and then I saw the movie, and I was like, this is actually okay. <laughs> I don't mind this, this particular aspect of this at all. Well, plus, but, he was supposed to direct it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you know he's proven himself to be a pretty adept director. So yeah, he hasn't directed too much recently, but um, I know his, which I'm kind of like, why not? His track record is well. He had a substance abuse problem for a while. I'm wondering if that's why. Yeah, like maybe it's too much pressure. It would be for me. That's why I don't direct things. <laughs> yeah, and also I directed that one movie with Edward Norton that time, and and I just took it over. So. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm not directing this movie anymore. Well, so that's the whole movie. Um, we, we got off onto some crazy stuff there, but now we're going into the rank. Oh, wait. Okay, so the rank is where we rank the movie based on 10 categories. Story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase and fight scenes, film coherence, hero appeal, villain appeal slash hatred, supporting characters appeal, and the final showdown. We rank it on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the best. The first category is story, and you get to start, Zach. I get to start. Well, I gave story a three and a half, um, which I'm feeling... This ever happened to you on... While we're talking about it, you kind of question your ranking? Yes, all the time. It's it like, to me. I have, I have changed <laughs> my rankings while you're like talking about how much you like something like you'll be like this was such like a great thing i'm like oh i completely missed that let me just go in and change that okay yep i was on the same page <laughs> this has happened to me too except in the opposite direction when you mentioned that there isn't really a heck of a lot of substance to the plot i was like shit there isn't <laughs> like <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's telling that i didn't totally notice that there wasn't a lot to the plot but on retro like on re-examination there really could have been a little bit more i don't know maybe and then we talked about the extra the edward norton edition and now i kind of want that um yeah. so i might put it lower we'll see what you say but three and a half because i kind of liked that it wasn't so a lot of these rankings are going to be a little bit like skewed by the what the later mcu movies would become right which i mean uh, it's not fair but that's the way it is. I can't unsee the rest of the MCU. <laughs> right. I enjoyed I, I enjoyed the stakes of this movie. He's just trying to cure himself. Um, no, I mean, it's all kind of internally motivated, which I think is appropriate for the Hulk, because like, who's the Hulk's greatest enemy? The Hulk is. Um, in this, yeah, it's abomination as well. But like, he's trying to cure himself. It kind of makes it worse. It's I like I like it was an interesting tension. Um, I kind of like the the traveling like scenes. It, it just was like, it was like a journey to me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you're right. It wasn't super original or creative, but um, I thought it generally worked. So I'm going to leave it for now. And we'll see what you say. Well, I gave it a 3.25. Okay. I'm probably going to leave it. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. So it, it does. 
it doesn't seem like it really has much of a plot like what we were talking about like i mm -hmm. mentioned to you um I, I know it's got the whole he's trying to find a cure thing but it kind of just felt like a hodgepodge of happenstance mm -hmm. you know um i'm curious if there would have been more of a story had like what we were talking about had eddie ends rewrites mm -hmm. the deleted scenes been put back in mm -hmm. i guess we'll never know but I mean, all, it's not like I didn't enjoy it, right? So mm -hmm. I just felt like I'll give it better than average, slightly better than average, but, like, you know, I think it could have been better, personally. Mm -hmm. I think there could have been more to the plot. I think, anyway. Yeah. So that's what I did, 3.25. So the next category is um, acting. Mm -hmm. And I gave acting a 4.25. Okay. So I know I kind of made fun of Tim Blake Nelson, but he, mm -hmm. he got better. And <laughs> yeah. I did think he was kind of the weakest actor in it at times, just in this movie. But yeah. um, I do think that William Hurt was a little overacty at times too. Mm -hmm. not, not terrible, but a little, you know, a little bit. Um, but I thought everyone else was really quite good. I think Tim Roth had a really good descent to madness, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, I thought Edward Norton was good, but he usually is. Liv Tyler was fine. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really, really enjoyed Ty Burrell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good all the way around, but I think William Hurt's campiness and Tim Blake Nelson's, I don't know what it was, <laughs> hurts it a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Blake Nelson's, Tim Blake Nelson's, I don't know what it was, but I love that. Um, I gave it a four, so, uh, you know, pretty on pretty on point i was worried about this one being too high as well but um i'm fine with it uh just echo everything you said up to up to and including william hurt being a bit much at times perhaps a little cartoony he gets right. better in the subsequent movies because there's a little bit less of him and right. i don't mean that as an insult it's just that the character less is a little bit more um i thought Liv tyler was a little bit wooden at times but she's a little bit wooden in most things she's in yeah not like in a not a deal breaker. Not terrible. But, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying, though. Uh, Edward Norton was very good. I thought he was a good everyman more than the genius character, which actually worked fine for me. Um, not that he's not a genius in the movie. It's just he was very much emphasizing, uh, what's his name, Bruce Banner's humanity rather than his intelligence. Um, yeah, and, I like uh, that about him, too. Uh, and the other thing... The way he portrayed it, I mean. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Uh, uh, and the other... Thing that i i really liked was um who was it that said he didn't believe tim roth is a soldier was it norton they, they, they were skeptical oh yeah at first you mean yeah yeah it was uh him and i think kevin feige actually i think okay. it was i think it was marvel and edward norton but but louis leterrier yeah. was <laughs> like we got to get timmy well, I thought that that worked really well because I like the idea that he's uh, a soldier and a badass, but he also kind of looks just like a guy. Um, like, I love Arnold, say, but when Arnold walks in, it's like, oh, this isn't just some other guy. You know what right. I mean? Right, right, right. Like, like, how do they buy him as, like, the insurance agent or whatever in True Lies? It doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> the salesman? The yeah, like salesman. Okay, you're clearly a secret agent or something. Like, look at you. <laughs> um, so I liked the fact that he's sort of, I mean, Tim Roth isn't a big guy at all. I don't think he's even that tall. Um, but I bought him as being like a wiry, tough, you know, survivor type. So, yeah, I did uh, too. It really Which worked. supposed I, to show his acting ability, really. 
Yeah, and like, you know, we went into this movie and I was thinking, oh, I don't people don't like it. And I remember it being fine, but nothing special. I I, I thought it was a really strongly acted movie, if nothing else. So whatever. I have to say, I think this is an un, a, a very underrated MCU film, and I think it's kind of too bad. I actually think it's hurt by the fact that it came out so close to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, it probably is, because I mean I think if they had done their typical Marvel release where it's like, you know, four or five months between each one, mm-hmm. this would have gotten more play. It might have. Um, I think there's a couple uh, phase one movies that I think are underrated, and I think this one is going to land basically right there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll just, we'll see. Well, the next one's originality. So what do you have for that? Well, originality, I gave a three. Um, I was going to give lower because I don't like. It's hard to say because obviously there haven't been a heck of a lot of Hulk movies, for instance. Right. Well, like there's been the. There's well, been actually, one. that's not true because, yeah, this one wasn't even that long after the, the Hulk. So it was like, oh, a lot of Hulk five years. Everywhere. Yeah. And um, like it's it's original isn't really the point, you know. Right. Like, and I'm glad they didn't go in a really wacky di- a direction. I liked how down to earth the story was. So it's not a knock on it that it's that's why I gave it a three and not like a two or something. If it was like just some other movie, I might have given it a lower originality score because like they could have gone in a different direction. But I like that they kept this grounded. So, well, I gave it a three as well. Okay. okay. <laughs> Basically, the, the same points that you made, you know, I, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think what keeps it at a three for me and not lower is that I liked that they didn't give us the origin story. And Mm -hmm. I kind of think this is one of the first superhero movies, even as a reboot that didn't give Mm -hmm. us an origin story. Yeah, I think so. Um, I just, I think that would have made it much less original if they had, um, I actually think this, so I don't know. Anyway, other than that, I think it's, it's pretty generic. So, um, I went with three. But the next category is action sequences. And for that, I gave a four and a half. Mm-hmm. I went into this not expecting the action sequences to work for me. Mm-hmm. But they really did. I was mm-hmm. surprised at how engrossed I was. I mean, in the end, it's still, I, can't, I couldn't do a five. I mean, there's, uh, there's still some elements that I just was like, eh, you know, I think, I think could have been better, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, having the cgi fights i just you know to me it's i'm never gonna like a cgi fight as much as like a choreographed like practical effect fight right yeah. um but that being said still pretty awesome so um i couldn't go five but four and a half i think is a pretty solid score so what do you have i uh gave it a uh, 3.75 um that's a solid that's... score on the zach scale yeah i again yeah i know it's lower than <laughs> yours but i felt pretty similarly so let's just what you know let's just leave it at that because you know i i kind of automatically go well like a better knock off some because of nothing I just <laughs> well you know I'm it's funny here. i think my score is high as high as it is because i was surprised, surprised at it. how engrossed i was i was just like yeah. holy cow this was no they absolutely worked for me for the most part and i thought the cgi was good so the cgi is like really good i was like shockingly be- good you know, these early uh, Marvel movies actually look a little bit better than, and I don't mean current Marvel, I just mean they look a little bit better than some more recent examples from 
from action movie and superhero movie. Buddy. I have a theory on this actually. Mm -hmm. And I think that because Marvel was like really just starting out and they really, mm -hmm. they were doing, they, they like, they had to make good movies, right? Yeah. They had to make it work that I think they gave more time. Yeah. And now that's, it's like, well, we have this release date, so you got to get it done. Yeah. You definitely hear things about the, I mean, they released trailers and the, uh, the effects aren't even finished and it's like you guys need to just let the let the people work but whatever yeah, yeah. well anyway the next one is chase slash fight scenes what do you have for that i gave this one a four and a half um i really liked the fights i mean there's several chases and i thought they were actually quite exciting in some ways i liked seeing the hulk like on the run because i thought it was a fun way to deal with the hulk because like i i i, I think that what they did in we were complaining before about the Hulk being underpowered in some of the later movies, and I, I guess that I've read that that's because like they didn't. Well, if the Hulk can just beat anyone, then you know he's like a deal breaker to even have on your team, right? Because like just in the Hulk, and then it's over. Um, so they kind of had to nerf him a little bit, like make him oh well, he can't turn into the Hulk and everything. See, else. but I disagree with that because you could instead of doing it that way, you could just have it so that the Hulk is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Oh, you that know, would be a perfect way to do it, actually. You know, yeah, it's just like he can't control him. So, like, like he says in this movie, like, well, we'll just try to direct him. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And that, so that. maybe that would be like in later plots, be like, well, it just didn't work. <laughs> you know? That would that would be a perfect way to go about it. I don't know why they didn't, <laughs> but um, I like like Hawkeye one. accidentally shot him with an arrow, so he beat everybody up. <laughs> Damn it, Hawkeye! I thought you never miss. He's like, no, that's that shot. Um. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Those are remarkably similar. But um, no, uh, so in this one, a lot of like, a lot of it is the Hulk not really wanting to fight exactly, just wanting to get away. Um, right. So I thought the chases worked really well there. And then the fight at the end with uh, Abomination, I really liked. I thought it was really neat I seeing. I cannot believe how much I liked that. Yeah, it like worked up to it really well because like we got a lot of Hulk being strong, but also some of him being a little bit vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, we got a lot of like Tim Roth, you know, wanting to get back out there and, and really kick some ass. And then we get these two and they finally go at it and, uh, it was pretty exciting. And I thought it wasn't, I, it was when I remember seeing it in the theater, I remember thinking it was a little over the top, like with like destroying buildings and shit, but that's just the direction they go in. Like right. when you, when you watch Avengers, he just climbs buildings by like sticking his hands into the bricks, you know? <laughs> so um fair which enough. i love like, yeah i guess that's just, yeah i think i was just not used to the way that they were portraying hulk being strong enough to do that um so yeah the two of them were really interesting and like if i was uh you know the in that helicopter i would have been like can we go that way because these two guys are gonna they're gonna <laughs> yeah. create like a sonic boom just by bumping into each other like imagine <laughs> if imagine if they had been on those motorcycles and they had jumped off like in mission impossible 2 the the resulting bang would have like created a whole little little miniature universe Right, be another Maybe big, that's bang. big thing happened. It was two hulks flying <laughs> into each other. You never <laughs> know. This is how it happened. Absolutely, that's now scientific fact. So, what are you? Welcome. Do? I gave it a uh, a four. Okay, okay. We're pretty in line with this movie so far. Yeah, we're and, we're yeah we're pretty close. Surprisingly high, I think. Well, I I think a lot of it is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, some of it didn't work for me for the fight scenes, and that's just. There's just a physicality to a fight scene that Edward Norton, I don't think, can really pull off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
it's not terrible or anything. I mean, like it's really it's not terrible. Um, but it's just so it's 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 hard to believe that Banner could do anything without the Hulk. Yeah, and, you know, we have those scenes when the in Brazil where he's like, you know, and he does some jujitsu stuff, and I'm like, no, no, sorry, Ed. <laughs> like not not that Mark Ruffalo is really like a paragon of physical. Well, right, but they never have Mark Ruffalo fight. Yeah. He's he's like clearly not. He's like an egghead without being the Hulk, you know? Right, exactly. And that's and I think that for me, you know, and I get that it's the point, right? The point mm-hmm. is that Banner can't fight without the Hulk, but I just didn't like that they had Bruce fighting at all. Mm-hmm. You know? To me, it's just kind of like, okay. You know, the chase scenes were, you know, they were chasing him through the street. I thought there was were pretty good. Um, I could buy him being, you know, chased, but he just, like, he looked so terrified about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something about it didn't work for me. Um, and I, you know, I, I actually thought to myself, well, let me think of Mark Ruffalo in the same situation, right? Yeah. And I don't think he could pull it off either, personally. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's like a Edward Norton versus Mark Ruffalo thing. I just think that both of those actors probably don't possess the physical the physicality needed to be an action star yeah and i could be wrong you know i mean maybe i'm, I'm I, I mean and i was thinking about well edward norton in american history x is freaking jacked right um so in that movie he seems like he has the physicality to be an action star but i don't yeah. want to see that character be an action star <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> um i don't know anyway that's what i gave it i gave it a four it's not like it's a bad score um, but so the next category is film coherence. And I gave it a two and a half. Okay. I don't know. I suppose it's coherent and that it goes from point A to point B and we understand it. But why does Banner go even go see Betty? Yeah, that's a good point. Like his goal is to go to New York City and get the cure, right? Mm-hmm. So why does he go to Virginia at all? Um, he needs the data. I think it said. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just maybe. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, because he gets he gets the USB, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just. It felt like there's like 40 to 50 minutes of of the of the movie that just doesn't even need to be there. Um, I, I'm not complaining because they gave us some cool action sequences, but if they weren't there, would anything be any different? Good question. Um, I mean, would we have? Maybe we wouldn't have had the abomination. I suppose because they don't have those fight scenes, but I submit that you could have had an A story and a B story. The mm-hmm. A story is Banner trying to get to New York City to get the cure, and the B story is General Ross trying to make a super soldier to stop it. Mm-hmm. And they still meet in New York City, and we still have the same final showdown. I just think there's no clear reason to involve Betty other than to have like someone looking looking doughy eyed at Hulk, so that he gets to show his vulnerability. Again, though, General Ross is the type of guy that would have used the connection with his daughter to his advantage, and I could see a storyline where he tries to use her to protect himself from Hulk. Mm-hmm. So I think you could have still had all these elements without like the messy time he goes to Virginia for no reason. You know? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he needed to get the data from Culver University apparently, um, but I don't know. Anyway, that was that's my take on it. I, I. 
I'm curious if you're going to change my mind. You're making me feel a little bit differently now that I, you know, I sort of forgot the whole USB portion of things. So maybe, maybe I'm, I'm off on this, but I don't think I'm have? going to, because I only gave it a three, um, which was like my attempt at like a little bit better than average, but like nothing really, but I, but, but we get some points as well for a lot of the same reasons. Um, a lot, I was bothered a lot by like how, for instance, he needed the data, but like, I don't know. It, with in later movies, I feel like he would have been able to replicate the data without going to get one USB drive or something, or like right because like he's a genius, genius. And in this one, like he needs the USB, otherwise he doesn't know what happened. You know. Well, that's that's what bothered me. Is I'm like, I mean, not the USB portion of things, but I'm like, did he really need to be there? I mean, he gets to New York City, and the guy's got like tons of his blood. Yeah. So, so what did he even need? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I if. Like they might have put in a thing about like where Betty says, "Did you really need to come here for the data?" Or you're just hoping to see me, and he could be like, "You got me." But uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of lowering it a little bit because everything you said actually, like I went, "Yeah, that's kind of true." I think I was being a little, a little easy on it, but um, yeah, I it's think too I bad because I really enjoyed it. You know, well, yeah, it's not even it's not even that big a deal. It's just sort of like you know, it's, it's actually not it's, very coherent in my opinion. At the end of the day, I think it's actually kind of impressive that when you have that many rewrites and that many different things going on, that it ends up coherent at all. Those movies often end up a complete mess. Right. Um, and this one at least was pretty pretty straightforwardly competent. So uh, I'll put it at 2.85. Let's do. So still pretty averagey for me. All right. Well, so the next category is hero appeal. So what do you have for that? For hero appeal, I gave a 3.25 because I thought that Edward Norton was reasonably charismatic. I've never cared much about Bruce Banner or the Hulk. Like, I, I like them as like a, uh, like ancillary. A, yeah, and I like them as like a metaphor for you know anger or something. But um, beyond that, I was never super into them. But Norton was pretty pretty charismatic. So, well, I gave it a four and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I love the Hulk. Yeah, I, I actually wish they had that they would do some solo movies with the Hulk because that, that they did like the trilogy idea that he had and everything. Yeah, I, I when I when I was reading about, it, I'm like, that sounds awesome. Because the Hulk could be like a really dark character. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if the child, you know, maybe it's just the child in me that's coming out uh, with with this ranking, yeah. or if it's actually the movie. But whatever, I, I enjoyed seeing him and I was rooting for him. So that was that's where I got four and a half. Well, you know where that happened to me is in Thor Ragnarok, not to get ahead, but um, yeah. it's like, oh, the Hulk has been here doing stuff all this time. And I'm like, we could have seen that. We could have seen him yeah. doing all this stuff. Just skipping ahead was kind of, a, kind of a bummer. Like, he did all this cool stuff, like fighting on Sakaar, but we just skipped to it. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, the next category is villain appeal slash hatred. Um, and I gave that a 3.75. Mm -hmm. I think Tim Roth slash the abomination was a pretty compelling villain. Um, I don't know that I was rooting against him that much. Uh, yeah. I certainly didn't like that. He killed the dog. Yeah. Um, and I was honestly excited for the fight. Right. Um, and, and by the way, I am, I'm going with the abomination as the villain instead of general Ross mm -hmm. as the villain. Um, I'd be curious to see how you score this and who you view as the villain. But uh, I think it's, I think it's a personally. I think it's a similar score either way for me. But uh, but yeah. I mean, I thought it was. I it was good. I was you know. I feel like I have to 
um, explain why it's not a four, you know, but yeah. I thought it was really good. Anyway, what do you have? I gave it a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I kind of consider them co-villains and that like Ross is the villain villain and uh, Abomination is sort of the weapon he wields in order to get it. Yeah, whole. I could see that. I liked I liked General General Hurt, whatever his fucking name is. Um, <laughs> I've I liked him in all the it, again. This might be subsequent movies coloring my opinion a little bit because I like him in later movies too. Like how he keeps showing up as like the shadowy figure, like behind stupid shit, and he's like continually a problem. And there's like a later scene, and I don't. I think it might be Civil War. Wait, can't be Civil War because Hulk's not in that. Um, it's it's in one of them. I don't know which. Where. Um, Tony or somebody is talking on the hologram, fucking whatever it is, to, to, Gen, to General Ross, and Ross is like, "You need to do this." And Mark Ruffalo, well, obviously is Bruce Banner, is like outside the door, like he's gonna walk in, and he just stops dead and doesn't walk in until he's off the hologram with General Ross, which I think is a very, a very fun, like, "Oh shit, he's fucking talking to him." I'm not gonna go in there, but um, so I like, I like him, and uh, Tim Roth was really fun. I, I love. Maybe it's just I love Tim Roth, and I was glad to see him in something. Yeah, Tim Roth's great. <laughs> I feel like he hasn't been in too much recently, and uh, I thought Abomin I thought Abomination was kind of scary. Like, yeah, I agree, he was scary actually, because like the Hulk is the kind of power that like a bad actor with it, by which I mean someone who me who means to do bad, could just destroy the world, you know? So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I liked uh, both of them a lot. Well, the next one, supporting characters appeal. So what do you have for that one? I, I gave that a two and a half, which is not to, like, rag on anyone. Just they were okay at best, you know? I kind of liked the Tim Blake Nelson character, I think, more than you. But even Betty... Actually, I liked Betty a bit, too. But everybody else was fine. Like... <laughs> It's like it's two and a half isn't an insult. It's just an it's just a okay. You it's adequate, there. basically. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you know, I was gonna mention it. I forgot that. Um, in A.O. Scott's review of this for the Times, I was reading it. I go and read a lot of reviews for the movies we do after I watch it, and he said it should have been called the Adequate Hulk <laughs> because it was fine. Um, we seem to like it more than that, but I did feel like the uh, a lot of the characters were just there, and that's fine. <laughs> the only thing the script really required of them was to be there, so they succeeded. Well, I liked it. I liked them more than you. Uh, yeah. I gave it a three point seven five, but I included General Ross as a supporting okay. character. Okay. So I and I think he's a like a pretty compelling supporting villain. Mm -hmm. um, although I I do think you're probably right in that he's the villain and the abomination is the weapon he wields, sort mm -hmm. of. The reason that I went against that, by the way, was just because it's like he becomes the abomination on his own. Yeah. Oh, you're you right. Know? Yeah. So I was like, well, I don't know. That I, I struggled with, like, do I lump them together? Do I do one or the other? Anyway. So um, I, Betty was all right. You know, mm -hmm. she was fine. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson as the future leader was really goofy at first, but eventually he did he did pull me in, mm -hmm. um, so I enjoyed him, and I really enjoyed Ty Burrell. <laughs> it's a small role, but uh, weirdly effective. Yeah, it really, you know, I I thought about him the whole movie actually. So <laughs> I wonder what Ty Burrell's doing right now. I was like, I, I I'm really like I'm like, do you think that like 
Hulk or Bruce found out that he stood up to Ross. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be cool. Or if Betty did. I thought that would be like a neat little extra yeah. scene. And they could be I, like, oh, that was nice of him. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know why. I just really liked him. So um, all in all, it was pretty easy, pretty decent. Not great, but you know, I probably went a little too high. Uh, eh, I'll just keep it. So, <laughs> so the next category and the last category is the final showdown: hero versus villain. Um, uh, I'm viewing this as Abomination versus Hulk, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So four point two five. Okay. For me. I think it's a really cool final showdown. Uh, it's hindered a bit by its length, in my yeah. opinion. I think it lasted a little too long. Uh, I think they could have cut some of this down and not involved General Ross and Betty as much. I did not enjoy that the Je- Ross and Betty were like in the helicopter. I don't think that Hulk needed the extra motivation. Yeah, personally, I'm glad we got to see the clap thing because I think the clap thing is cool. But other than that, you know, I just am like. Could they could they just fuck off and not be a part of this? Um, they don't need to be hovering nearby, going, "Ooh, what's happening?" Yeah, exactly. And like you know, telling the audience, "Do you see this? This is crazy. <laughs> the big guys are fighting." Yeah. <laughs> um, either way, though, it was very cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, even if it was mostly CGI, it actually worked for me. Um, but yeah, my probably my biggest gripe is just that it went on too long. But what what about you? Four point two five. Um, All right. So uh, a lot. I mean, I'm not going to repeat a lot of the stuff you said because it was right there. Particularly, this was a good use of CGI as far as everything being CGI. Like, because you can't. This is a very difficult thing to do. It's right. just like makeup. I'm glad that they're not just putting makeup on Lou Ferrigno anymore. It was fine right. then, <laughs> right. but I'm glad we've moved a bit past that. And. Um, so this was a good use of CGI if you're going to use CG if you're going to make this, but at the same time CGI fights that are just nothing but the CGI characters get boring quickly. So right. l- less of it the better, unless there's like more real world stuff involved, like the tanks or the our boxing gloves, which is just stupid but fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, a little too long, like you said. Uh, Beyond that, it was it was exciting, and I was like stoked when Hulk won. Um, I thought they did a good job of making it seem a little bit like he might not win at first. Like mm-hmm. obviously he's going to, but like the abomination was pretty strong, so that was uh, had some contention. And um, I liked when um, the uh, when William Hurt was in the helicopter and he's like, "Shoot him!" And the helicopter guy's like, "Which one?" Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Shoot the other one, the gr- help the green one," and like, I feel like the helicopter pilot or the, the the gunner looked at him like, "How am I supposed to fucking know that?" You said that like it was obvious. I'm supposed to know the green ones on our side. <laughs> this is not like public information that like, well, of course the green one. What? So I don't know. I enjoyed that. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> everything else you said is a hundred percent there. 100%. Well, that's it. That's the rank. Yeah. So where did it end up? It probably ended up higher than I think most people would would expect. Well, it's fifteenth. Okay, okay, so that's roughly in the halfish. Yeah, it's in the middle or around there. It got seventy three point three five, which means it uh, is above the mummy, mm-hmm. but below the nice guys. 
It's such an interesting way to think of it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the Incredible Hulk? Well, I'd say it was better than the Mummy, but not quite as good as the Nice Guys. That's a weird, that's a weird scale to be using, but okay. Um, but yeah, it's funny because the way we talked about it, I actually thought it might be higher than that. Me too. I don't know what happened. But I think you know. I well, I think film coherence heard it, and yeah. I think that. Um, my hero appeal wasn't quite as high. Yeah, your hero appeal was low. So was your supporting characters appeal. Um, originality heard it, uh, mm. and story heard it. So, well, the stuff, the good stuff that was there was good, and I was yeah, it's a yeah, that's a good point. So, if you take anything away from this, listener, mm -hmm. the good stuff in this movie is really good and worth watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there and, are uh, things that are like you know, I don't want to say subpar, but not great, but. Uh -huh. I would say that the not great stuff is the is the subtext. Yeah, but the great stuff is is what's actually there on the screen. Basically, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of a lot of the stuff that I didn't like anywhere near as much it was just easy to ignore and like not a big deal. And we started this off. Remember saying about you know just a movie that you'd leave on because it's a good time and mm -hmm. like cliffhanger is better than Mission Impossible doing that way. I would absolutely yep. leave this movie on. Oh, for sure. Me too. So. I mean, that's, I'm glad we revisited it. I mean, me too, actually. Yeah, because I remembered liking it, but like I was like, hey, you know, people don't like it, so maybe it's not very good. I don't know, but but it is. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, you know, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Become a patron on Patreon at, uh, you know, patreon.com slash the rank podcast. And you can listen to these episodes before anybody else. Um, you could, you know, you can get a shout out. We, you know, whatever there's, there's stuff on there. Go to the site. You can see what, what options there are. Um, <laughs> We're not just going to list them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there's like one other thing. And I was like, Oh, it's too much to list. Um, <laughs> I listed three things. I can't list four things. I already listed three. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean even even if you don't want to you know become a patron please reach out to us and um you know give us some ideas if you want to or some things that you want to hear us talk about uh, mm -hmm. what movies you want to want us to do um you can do that by emailing us at the rank with john and zach at protonmail.com uh you can tweet at us at uh, the rank podcast or thread at us or mm -hmm. whatever <laughs> um and uh yeah, we're on Instagram. We're on we're on all the social media sites, except Facebook. We're not on Facebook. So, well, we're um, uncles. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, get in touch with us. So we'd love to hear from you. I would love, even if it's negative, I would love to hear that I'm a disappointment from someone other than my parents. So, <laughs> you know, actually, I've got a perfect example for you. I'm I'm considering doing an, another top ten for mm -hmm. us. Um, based on a, uh, a, a, I don't know if a fan is the right way to say it, but uh, a listener's um, discussion mm -hmm. we had on TikTok. Oh, okay. So Excellent. be on the lookout for that, I guess. Yeah, um, so, yes, you can uh, influence on uh, you know our episodes. Yeah, and then you can listen and be like, that was me. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Tell all your friends. Um, either way, check us out next week when we're ranking the next movie in our best picture series, which is Million Dollar Baby, the 2004 mm. best picture winner starring Hilary Swank, Clint Eastwood, and Morgan Freeman and directed by Clint Eastwood.
for the next episode of our action movie series series you can join us in two weeks for spider-man 2 the second spider-man of the sam raimi trilogy starring toby mcguire kirsten dunst and james franco we decided to rank this one because in two weeks spider-man 2 the video game releases so thought it'd be a nice little coinciding or spider-man miles morales being there i played spider-man the video game on the ps4 I oh, think that's you? the same one. Yeah, actually, Lyndon was playing it, too. He, he enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, actually. I did, I did, too. I went out and got it for PS4, which I don't usually do, or whichever PS it was. Um, also enjoyed it. So. Yeah, it was, like, surprisingly. I feel like a lot of times the uh, superhero video games aren't aren't that good, but uh, this one this one was good. Well, you know, they, uh, they did the swinging mechanic quite well, so that's yes. kind of a, a key. I agree. Swing. Anyway exciting stuff so goodbye and i'll just be jita he saw edward newton edward newton <laughs> <laughs> mm, edward newton's <laughs>